When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Kind of Funny's MCU in Review. That's right. This is where we rank and review every movie and TV show in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. A good day to you, Timothy. Good day to you as well. Of course, we have the big dog, Kevin Coelho. Hey, Timothy. The producer slash producer, Nick Scarpino. Bottom of the evening to you tonight, Tim. Good. Got the whole day covered. I love that. And, of course, the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Yes, I don't see you. Good morning, good evening, good night, Timothy. Nice, Andy. Thank you. Good, good afternoon is what I meant to say. You mm-hmm. fucked it up. Go smash that guitar on the ground, slap nuts. <laughs> All right? You don't slap know what you're doing. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett it, baby. Jeff Jarrett it. <laughs> of course, this is Kind of Funny's In Review, where each and every week we rank and review two different movie franchises. You can get it on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny or RoosterTeeth.com. If you want to get it as a podcast, just search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny In Review, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free and you want to watch live as we record it, you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Molecule, and the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan have done. Thank you all so very, very much. Because of that, you won't need to hear our ads for Me Undies, Babble, and HelloFresh that everyone else will hear about later. But for now, let's get right into it. We are talking about Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings with a runtime of two hours and 12 minutes. It was released on September 3rd, 2021, making it the 25th Marvel Studios film, which is really crazy to think about. These things are just adding up. Uh, It was directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, an American film director, screenwriter, producer, and editor, best known for his films Short Term 12, The Glass Castle, and Just Mercy, all in collaboration with Brie Larson, and for directing the Marvel Studios film Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which also features Brie Larson. Greg Miller. Uh, Nick, how excited were you right there when he said short? And it was, I was like, is he going to say short circuit? Is this the guy who made short circuit? No, just some other guy. Uh, that guy that made short Brie circuit. Larson. That died 40 years ago, right? That guy <laughs> <laughs> was 75 when he made short circuit. He was like, this is the culmination of all the hard work I've ever put. This Damn. is my opus. Oscar. I mean, what? well, we're talking about short circuit too right there. And I'm not sure if the same director. You know what? I'll get back to you guys with some short circuit facts. Alone. Thank you. Great. Good. Thank you. Short circuit in review. Uh, the budget was $200 <laughs> million. Dollars. <laughs> Chappie in there, and you got a pie. You know what I mean? (laughs) Put what? Put Chappie in there. I'm Chappie. Put that in there. Just do a whole robot in review. Get Chloe in here. 
Uh, they had a budget of $200 million and a box office uh, that obviously is still ever going, but it's looking really good. Variety stated some industry tracking services are projecting a $60 million opening weekend, uh, which would mean it was the most money ever made Labor Day weekend of all time, uh, which will beat the previous record held by Halloween, the reboot in 2007. Oh, really? So that's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. And this movie easily passes the Bechtel test, which is a measurement of the representation of women in fiction, asking whether a work features at least two women who speak to each other about something other than a man. Greg Miller, what did you think about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings? If you ever watched a kind of funny in review, a Marvel in review, it's full spoilers. So get out if you haven't watched the whole thing. If you haven't done the thing, I know it's you. So what I want to do is in, in this motion picture, Tim, the one, the only, Trevor Slattery. Says uh, is talking about uh, 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 that they're Planet of the Apes, seeing it right, and sitting next to his mom watching that movie and having a moment of like being wowed, being engulfed in cinema, right, and under you know like totally being lost in this. That is this movie for me. This movie, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, is nothing short of magical. And what I mean by that is that like I was the entire movie, edge of my seat looking at it like this you know just like watching it and it was the score mixed with the action mixed with the performances mixed with the cast mixed with the scenery mixed with the, like everything i thought was like pretty much 10 out of 10 on this movie and i was enraptured the entire time to the point that at the end uh when they're putting out the little uh you know uh memorial uh lanterns right I teared up and I didn't tear up because I was sad any of the people had died. It wasn't that kind of thing. It was me being like, man, this movie was beautiful. And I don't mean just visually stunning as it was. I mean, stem to stern, start to finish a beautiful movie. Nick Scarpino. Uh, I enjoyed it. I don't think I was as taken with it as Greg was. Uh, I found myself a little bit kind of bored as we headed into the third act, which is right when I popped up to grab um, some popcorn for myself. But I thought the uh, the choreography was amazing. I love the fight scenes. Uh, I thought oh, yeah. a good amount of the humor hit for me. Not all of it. Um, Greg mentions Trevor Slattery. I thought some a lot of his stuff worked, but I think I, I just for some reason liked his character more in Iron Man 3 than I liked him in this, even though he had some banger lines uh, and a cute little furry thing he was hanging out with. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed it, uh, and I'm looking forward to ranking it on the list. Kevin Koala. I liked it. I thought it was uh, like a lot of fun. It's kind of wild. I feel like so much of it felt like it wasn't part of the MCU, and then there was constant little touchstones. And like, it's so cool. Like that we're there, where like where movies can feel different but still be part of the the MCU. Uh, they also said a bunch of stuff that got me all like excited, like talking about different unis universes and stuff like that. That I'm like. So stoked to learn more about. Um, I also thought it went a little long. I think that in the third act, we could have lost 15 minutes and made the movie a little bit tighter. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just really exci excited with what this presents, like what, uh, what this means for the greater MCU and how other movies... Like, this kind of makes me really excited for, like, Eternals. Where it's like, that's another movie that, like, on the surface, you're like, oh, I don't know much about the comics. I, you know, like, we're going to see another fleshed out world, hopefully. And them doing it right here with, uh, was it Tola? Tola? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have a feeling, like, I, this just really makes me think that they know what they're doing. Or at least... For this team, they, they, they nailed it. So the bar is getting set a little higher for Eternals. Eddie? 
I love this movie. Um, I was a little iffy on it at first. I thought the humor missed for a lot of the beginning for me, where whenever something wild happened and Aquafina says a line, it's like, ah, that didn't really hit like it should have. And then I feel like everything sort of picks up. But but aside from the humor not hitting, hitting in the beginning, I think everything else was always hitting. And every subsequent action sequence was more badass than the last one, even though the last one kicked a lot of ass. It, this movie just rules, and I think it's it's gorgeous, and it is um, high action, high intensity, and you're feeling these fights. And uh, again, I, I was telling Tim that I I haven't really enjoyed the action in in a Marvel movie in this way since probably Winter Soldier, and just seeing these characters fighting each other, and the choreography was so cool and creative. And as soon as they get out outside of a building and they're walking on the construction little boards mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm-hmm. we, we're going to get an action sequence here. It's going to be cool shit. And it was. And every next action sequence was really cool and so inventive and creative. And then near the end, fucking Shang-Chi's about to drown. And he sees a dragon and I'm like, this movie rules so much, dude. <laughs> like it rules. And all the anime sequences were hype as hell. Um and yeah, I think Trevor Slattery stole the show. I, I was laughing at everything that dude is saying. Um, I was, uh, I th- I think after Black Widow, I didn't really know how to feel about the future of the MCU and wondering where do we go next and will will there be a lot of things to be excited about? And I uh, this movie blew blew all of my expectations out of the water. And uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed it, and I cannot wait to see it again. Tim, yeah, what do you think? I think that uh, this movie is fantastic, and I think that it really kind of uh, has so many awesome elements that fit together very well. I think this was a, a expertly directed movie, and uh, I think that the the combination of the comedy, the action, just the chemistry that all the characters have, like, is so interesting and compelling. And I can't wait to see them in other projects. And I kind of think that's the ultimate goal for these origin movies is wanting like to see them team up with others. But what I think this movie does so well is kind of breaking the mold that we've seen for so many of the the origin movies before. And it's like we're now 25 movies into this, right? And like that's not even talking about all the other universes, whether it's DC, the other Marvel stuff. Like we're so used to superhero origin stories. But to get a solo origin story for a character that none of us are really that familiar with and to have it hit this hard and create a whole other pocket of this uh, world and universe that we know so well that is just inherently interesting from the get-go and the the has like – a bunch of lore and cool stuff like the 10 rings themselves are dope as shit. And from the opening scene, you're just like, okay, cool. Wow. They're going to use these things in a lot more varied ways than just uh, what we saw in the, the trailers. And I thought that the, the way that they use the cameos in this movie enhanced the story, as opposed to just being like, random ass like bits that didn't really make sense. And like they, it built the world in a way that seeing abomination in Wong is like, fucking cool like that's just such a random ass uh pairing that like you know i think we would have assumed there's a better chance we see ant-man in this movie than them uh just based on the san francisco elements and stuff but i, I love that it kind of just played with my expectations there but the the key thing is simulu is a fucking badass man and like the the fact that he is doing most of the the fighting himself you can tell like that is why these action scenes feel so damn good because they're not cutting away and they're letting him just do his mm-hmm. thing and they're inspired set pieces like the scaffolding fight that Andy was talking about was awesome the fight on the muni bus was 
simply fucking incredible. Some dodgy CG here and there, but like the choreography is what what matters. And so I didn't allow myself to get distracted by the negatives there because the tracking shot going through the bus as he's just fucking ripping fools apart is awesome. And in classic MCU fashion, it's the it works best when we care about the characters. We're getting super well choreographed action scene, and it's funny. And that bus scene having the the guy from Spider Man Homecoming that was like the d- Spider Man flip, flip. And like having him like filming vlogging, like he was That's hilarious great. the entire I, I didn't time. That was that guy. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's really yeah. cool. And it's like those type of touches. I just think this movie really kind of hit on everything I look for from a, a Marvel Studios project and, and did it really well. It's not perfect. I, I agree kind of with Nick that like uh, towards the third act, it kind of like runs out of steam a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the crazy anime dragon fight at the end is cool as hell. But like for some reason, I I, it, I, I liked the movie more uh, in the first two thirds than I, I did yeah. uh, for the last third. But Overall, it works so damn well, and I can't wait to see these characters in more things. Yeah, see, for me, oh, go ahead, Greg. I was going to jump in and be like, I think that was, you know, when I knew, like, I think watching throughout, like I said, I, I was, I, I, on the ride to the theater, I was talking to Jen. I'm like, I'm super excited for this because I don't know or care about this movie. Like, I don't know this character. I have no hype. Other, than, I mean, it's a Marvel movie, and the trailers looked cool. Great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I have no inherent, it's not like Endgame. It's not like wanting to see Batman v Superman. It's nothing like that. And I'm like, usually when I, Marvel does that, and I say usually, I mean all the time, they set me up for something like that. I actually come out like, I really enjoy it more than I maybe some of the other stuff I had expectations for. And what caught me off guard about this one was, you know, historically on all in review, but even MCU, right? Like when we get the fight scenes is when I'm like, oh, yeah. And then they punch or something. I forget what have you. Like the fight scenes were so fucking good and so cool to watch on this. And it was that thing where when we're on the Muni bus and they're fighting, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. And it's got a pace and style that is not something i've seen before in the mcu and it was when they spun out and did like the raid thing as he fought along the bus right where i heard nick gasp and i turned like this is great right nick's like yeah i was like this is fucking awesome and i was so amazed that every fight scene kept i thought got better and better and that's saying something because i think they were all awesome and it kept me in in there and it kept me totally uh you know entranced the thing so to get to the end and have a kaiju battle in there usually for sure that's when i would be checked out of a movie in terms of a fight scene i was so in on this like yeah. I, I fucking loved everything that's everything you've said tim of like being connected to these characters caring about these characters thinking the characters are cool and wanting to be with them yeah and i just want to be clear like uh me talking about the the third act it's not the traditional problem that i have with and a lot of us have with mcu movies where it's like everything kind of falls apart in the third act and it's like oh you're just fighting the same person all that this one while some of those elements are true they do it really well it's just there's something about the pacing of how we got there that i'm not thrilled about like the 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 forest maze i think is kind of the thing for me that like once the they our heroes start going through that that bit kind of drags a little bit for me to me that's where it gets that's that's where the the a lot of the enjoyment of the film stopped for me because i was like i like the adventure of trying to find this hidden land i liked a lot of the backstory of like where um shang chi had come from the relationship with his father i thought was very interesting because it was is pretty complex um considering his dad is the bad guy but also loves him which is which is mm-hmm. kind of a weird kind of place to put your character which is super cool to explore but by the time we got to um to the place where the mom's from and i forgot the name of the uh, can you guys what's the name of the village kevin knows Taolo. Taolo. um by the time they get to Taolo, i'm like okay 
what are we doing here? And then we set up the ba- the backstory of this bad guy that's coming through this gate that's a dragon scale gate and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, I don't really, I'm not that invested in whatever's behind that door. I was way more invested in, honestly, the relationship between the the dad and Shang-Chi and his relationship with his sister who felt estranged to him. And I, I liked that moment where they get in and he's like, oh, he's got to fight his sister. And she just whoops his ass because she's mad at him for leaving them when they were a kid, even though, you know, realistically, he was a kid too at that point. That stuff to me was a lot more entertaining than I think a lot of the fight stuff, which by the time we got into the third act, I would disagree with you guys. I think it, I think the uni boss fight was awesome. I think it was inspired. And then I think by the time we get to sort of that last big set piece, I'm, I was just kind of, I was, I was a little bit blah. I was a little, I was a little cooled on the fighting by that point. Um, yeah. Yeah, for, I was me, more, more I, for me, it was the, the hype of the anime and absorbing. Now I have five rings and I've got goosebumps all over my body and I'm so hyped up. And then in our private theater, Tim yells, let's fucking go, baby. And I'm like, yes, Tim, let's fucking go right now. Like, this is so good. And I it, it's it's all the things I love about, you know, for for as much as I don't love the filler in My Hero Academia, when those big fight scenes happen and I've got chills going throughout my body, this is everything about that. This is the, those cool moments where the hero is finally overcoming and finally learning and using their abilities to overcome the bad guy and seeing him do what his mom did and sweeping his mm-hmm. leg back and use like all that shit is so dope to me. Um, I, I, I don't disagree that the third act is without its problems. I do think that, Blade Handman, super uninteresting. Get him out of the movie. Kill him. Kill him off. He was also just... what a baby face. That's just a giant baby with a beard on. I can. You yeah. Don't try to trick me, Kevin Feige. With it's Greg Miller right screen. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I didn't love his involvement. I thought he wasn't a super great actor. I'm not really sure why he was in the movie. I told I leaned over to Kevin at one point and was like, he should have sacrificed himself or something. Like we don't need to have him still here. Um, I also think. Uh, in this movie, you sort of notice the script doing that thing where we need to get to this next part. How do we force this one action in order to get to the next part and have it make sense and justify why we're doing it? And uh, when all the dragons are coming loose and they're like, look, we got to fight together. And then Blade Hand Man is like, everybody, let him go. And it's like, oh, I didn't even know they had lost. Like, I, there, there, there was not a whole lot of uh, stuff communicated to the audience that... I think they were still fighting. One side was losing. There wasn't a whole lot of communication that one side had like definitely lost when it looked like, oh yeah, Red Squad was like being captured by a lot of these people. I just didn't really, I don't think that was very well communicated. So I I didn't love that whole part, uh, that whole sequence. But then, and when we see the dragon underwater, I'm thinking, all right, this is cool shit. Like we're getting mystical, awesome, dope stuff in a Marvel movie. It, how how is this going to make sense? And suddenly Simulio is riding the dragon. It's like, oh my god, this is incredible. And then I thought, this is going to go downhill. There's no way this can keep up steam. And I'm not going to say that it was awesome all the way through, but the moment of the rings being inside the dragon's belly as he's in free fall, gathering their power and busting, like, god damn, that Come was on. just the hypest shit. It was totally. so good. And it, I don't know, I, I just hadn't really had that feeling since like the end of Endgame. Um, and, and I think a lot of Marvel action can kind of feel samey unless it's the end of Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why I love, why we love Winter Soldier so much. Uh, go ahead, Greg. 
I think that's, I mean, one of the reasons this movie stands out so much to me is that it's not samey. And I, you know, to go back to something that I, I think the movie does, but maybe not to what Nick was wanting it to. Nick was talking about, you know, rather than get to this other being on the other side of the door uh, plot point, he wanted to see it be more about the dad and the family and stuff like that. I like how they gave us the dad and family there in the finale. Cause again, every Marvel movie is usually right. Like this just irredeemable bad guy, whether it's Jude law or cross or whoever you want to go down the list. Right. Or just, you know, the, other version which i guess in this fact is the same way it is the other version of you right cross but sucks I, jesus i appreciated this time of like when he took you know uh when he took him back to the compound the ten rings compound right it was this thing of like oh man is he gonna kill him is he like that lionel luther smallville bad guy you know what i mean kiss you on the cheek then stabbing the back kind of thing and it was very much like hey welcome home i've missed you all my motivations are to save your mother your mother's behind that door and like yeah i've done horrible things and i, tra- I you know trained you all to be assassins yada 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 but like this is what I'm all about, and that's what I'm going to go do, right? So I appreciated that the conflict at the end wasn't just, I hate you, I hate you more, and you must, like, I appreciated that it was, I'm trying to save your mom. It's not mom. You need to get over that. I like yeah. that push and pull of it. I, I do think it was interesting that um, the it was clear that it was a choice uh, for Shang, right, to become an assassin. Like, I, I feel like we get the moment where the mother gets killed, and then the dad takes him to go and murder some of the people involved. And as it's they're the walking scene. out, it's like, like, you know, we need to get revenge this way. Sequence was uh, so sad. I kind of forgot you know? that happened. That was yeah, amazing. It was so cool. That outfit <laughs> that he wears, he with, looks with, with the rings. Oh, man. Um, it, uh, so and a lot I, of the creativeness, Kevin, in the, the way it's shot, too. The reflection oh, yeah, and all that. Yeah, so yeah, dope. really cool. Um, but, I mean, I, it's interesting, like... I know that the bat, the dad is like he's done a bunch of bad things, but like he is like is he the central bad guy or is it just that force that's pushing it? Because like he came from a time a thousand years ago where conquering was what the goal was for a lot of people, right? And at the end, he turned away from that, and it was losing his wife and the complexity of the dad. I really like, Um, yeah. I yeah, I do think there was a miss with uh, Shang himself. Um, there was the character that they introduce and we see for a while the masked character that's torturing death him. Dealer. Yeah, yeah, Death it's Dealer. A yeah, name. Uh, and then Death Dealer just name. at the end uh, gets like taken by one of these soul eaters. Soul sucker. Soul suckers. That's right. He's and, sucking his soul. Yeah. And then yeah, that one, Kevin, dies. that was a miss. That bad yeah, guy could have been utilized so there was, better. There was a moment halfway through, or I don't know, maybe the start of the third act, where Shang is fighting him and, like, has the upper hand and has a dagger and, he like, decides he's going to stab him and the dad stops him. So I kind of feel like at that moment he's still being motivated by revenge. And I thought we needed something telling us that he's grown and we didn't get that. So it just kind of well, seemed I like a miss. The- well, I thought the growth was like that he left, right? He escaped and he left his life because he didn't want to go back to it. I think that was, I think that came across. Um, but I do well, agree I mean, that, that like, yeah, that, you, that, we were waiting for that beat of uh, of that mini boss to go against. I thought he was going to fight the sister and she was going to whip his ass. Dude, um, once he lost in the high rise, I was like, this guy's a bitch. Doesn't matter. I don't need I to thought, see anything more. I, I, thought, thought, the cool. I thought the death dealer was going to be somebody. Like, I know. I yeah, thought they were going to pull up the mask. It's like, Olga Kralinko, <laughs> you're everywhere. <laughs> you're behind every mask. Um, no, but I thought, but I understand what they were trying to use that character for. They were like, oh, this 
this this uh, character is badass and almost unbeatable. And then when they see that, like uh, him just get destroyed by these uh, soul suckers, you're like, oh my god, those are even worse. But to me, I just never really. I guess I guess the problem is the same problem I have with a lot of these standalone movies is that just the big whatever the big imposing force at the end is I'm just like I don't really care about it and yeah. these little squiddy things that are sucking people's souls I'm like I don't it does this does this is not hitting on me this is not interesting to me the complexities of the family relationship are what's interesting the CG characters and the CG dragon fight it just it just was it ended up being a lot of noise to me um, and I I just don't think we spent a lot of time with Michelle Yeoh and those people for me to actually care about any of them dying so like the only really characters that I care about are the core three which is that which is uh, Shang Chi the sister's character whose name I don't remember. could you guys, what's the sister's character eighty. No, 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 the sister. The sister. Sorry, um, but I was surprised that they didn't put Aquafina's character Xi-Ling. into what's that? Xi Ling. X I A L I N G. And she did a great job too. I hope she comes back as well. Um, well, she will. Oh, 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 that's right. Because she's duh at the end. And rings were <laughs> Um, But I thought one of the things that I thought was surprising that I actually really enjoyed was that that Aquafina wasn't the dumb friend character who's obviously just there to for the for the main character to explain what's happening with the movies but they pushed her or like what's happening with the overall plot and history of everything so she is the exposition character that we're supposed to be as the audience but they pushed it one further and they actually had her have some character growth too which i thought was cool and i kind of liked that it was they were just friends like i think if this movie had been made 20 years ago they would have had to have some romantic relationship yeah and they didn't have to they were yeah just i was terrified. wondering if the end we were going to get a kiss or if we were going to yeah. get like something like that i think they just love each other in like a platonic way or we don't have to define it it's totally fine but them like they just love each other because they've been together their whole lives sure. i don't think it has to be romantic or anything but i just thought that was kind of cool i thought that was fun that they they they, they wrote that character a little more three-dimensionally i totally um, agree I and also... i was i was kind of like iffy with uh a lot of the 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 humor with Aquafina because I I generally like a lot of the stuff she does but for some reason it just wasn't hitting with me and then I think it got gradually better as I was more in a laughable mood because of Trevor Slattery yeah <laughs> and a lot of the lines that he was throwing out um so, so I, that I, I that was a weird looking horse why is it looking at why me? god <laughs> <laughs> damn it's just like, that that part I'm so glad we had that theater to ourselves because I just loved laughing loud and like just feeling the energy you know um you but time, I right? I definitely liked her. I liked Aquafina's character more and more as we went on. And then again, I, I I will disagree with you, Nick, in the moment where we it's time for war. We're finally going out to fight. And she grabs a bow and arrow. And homeboy, uh the 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 older man oh. looks at her and he's like, Don't die, or I forgot what he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that well, the was the first time he sh- stops her, he's like, Not yet, you're not ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah of and course. then when the shit really goes down, he's like, Don't die. Yeah. That's and, all and that's I, the only thing I can tell you. And and I th- to me, like for that moment to work, I could have, I, I think if the character was any more, it's not that the character was on screen a whole lot. We didn't get to know who this man was, but I think he was on screen enough for me to care in that moment and go, oh, that's a cute moment between these mm-hmm. two characters. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just sort of the Marvel magic of making things work without, similar to in in Loki, where uh, classic Loki has his moment and we care because Marvel's good at making you care with small little moments to make that one moment feel earned. And in my opinion, I I think when he died, I felt that I was like, oh, man, that fucking sucks. I thought she was going to save him, you know, Um, and I needed her. I needed her hitting hitting the dragon to sort of I felt like hitting the dragon and not saving the old man should have been connected somehow. I think there should have been some sort of like, 
I fucked up by not saving you. Yeah, Let me like, kill this that dragon. The, that could have been her character development of being like, I, I, like, she has that one line where she's like, everything I get almost get at, I quit. And so yeah. like, you could have had a moment where she tries to save the guy. It doesn't work. She's heartbroken, but then realizes she has to try again. Like, she has to do just, it again to save Nick, Shang-Chi. Just utter the line that the old lady had told her. If you're not aiming at anything, you're going to miss every time. Miss Which, and like, just way, have just her like, say that like under her breath. Andy, do you think she was I like think- this? If you're not aiming at anything, you're going to miss every time. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway, yeah, I think uh, I think at the beginning, I was a little kind of iffy with a lot of Aquafina's lines. And well, then I, I started to really enjoy her by the end of it. And I do agree that I think I think the I think her humor didn't hit as much as I'm used to her humor hitting. Right. Right. Like when she was that character in Crazy Rich Asians, she was hilarious and it was super fun to watch. And I think it was good because Constance Wu was so sort of like like the right. straight person, right? She was just like, I don't know what's going on here. And then Aquafina got to step in and be kind of larger than life. And in this, I just felt like that might have been misdirection for her. I, f- I feel like it's she played it a lot more realistic. And then so when those moments of levity happen, you're like, ah, I don't know, this is not really working for me. See, for me, it was like easing into like a, a pool or whatever, where in the beginning, I did find it jarring a little bit of like how she was delivering lines and who she was. But by the end of it, I was like, that. oh, that's who Katie is. And like I know that that's obviously an acquired taste, and maybe not what you know they actually wanted. But for me, I was like, "Oh, that's who Katie is," because I feel like I've been on this journey with her, and I I like her so much, right? That like, there I am. Sorry, Nick, back to you. I'm sorry, Greg. Could you show uh, the audience and the rest of the the people on this podcast what easing into a pool looks like for you? Oh, you know where it's like because it's like you know you're going you're going <laughs> you dip oh, your toe in. Cool. You, you do yeah. this thing with this you get tired, like, oh, oh, and then you gotta do I gotta do, and you go oh, and you come up like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I, it, I it's, really it's enjoyed like uh, the mandate. Yeah. Katie and his relationship and I I agree that it got better as it went on I I didn't so much not like the jokes and stuff I didn't like how exposition heavy some of her lines were like the mm-hmm. we've been friends for 10 years it's like okay that, we get it I, I, uh but I think you feel they, about the spot where they were talking to their two friends like the, that I loved it did. to to I me like, like that I, I think that the the Fuck one of the things Nick. that this movie does best is it really nails the experience of being a 20 30 something in San Francisco with that type of group of friends where uh, all the places they're going, the karaoke stuff, that dinner scene with the friends, and that they're being yeah, this kind of like, garage. like, ju- <laughs> silent judgment between them, and kind of like both sides are judging each other. I'm like, this is so fucking real. Him living in the garage, it wasn't like, silent judgment. She was like, you need to get better jobs. <laughs> you guys are li- <laughs> like losers, basically. Yeah, and the uh, the family scene was like, just, honestly, they just fucking nailed it. And I, that I scene was them, great. And all the stuff of like, especially with Wong, like coming back towards the end, and like the getting that that like big moment at the end where we're seeing them describe what they just did to the same people. I thought they did so really, good. really well. And yeah, I just think that like the friendship between them, like really, really shined in this movie. And it just, it felt authentic. Like they Marvel really nailed the, the vibe they were going for. Uh, I do want to briefly go back to, Oh, Andy's gone. Andy's gone. Uh, Bye, Andy. OB just crashed. Uh, go back to what Nick was saying because yeah. like I actually uh, agreed with it. I felt like the the last like the the f- once they introduced the dragons, they look really cool. Or the dragons and also the like soul suckers. I, it just something about that like here's a gray monster that's gonna basically like n- n- you no longer can fight against them. You have to use these weapons. It's kind of a bummer because like fighting is so was like such a theme in this movie you know the like martial arts and it just Mm -hmm. saddened me to walk away from that and to just 
be like, all right, they're they're now just in horde mode, fighting off these hordes over and over until mm. they get the next power up to you know beat. I don't the, disagree. The big monster. Yeah, I think I think suddenly the importance going from martial arts to dragon scales being the the killer kind of was like a twist that I didn't necessarily want to mm. see, and I. I was hoping that it wasn't these little small soul suckers. I was hoping it was something else feeding the bigger dragon. Because yeah. uh, I, I did think that kind of felt like a weird jarring uh, change for me. Yeah. I, I, kinda, like I thought that. it was an escalation. I like Yeah. Yeah. And then wait, two more things briefly. One very short. Uh, I'm not sure why the sister got a white outfit. Everyone else was in red. I feel like that's the kind of thing that would piss me off. Like, what the fuck, guys? It's like that time we booked you at the front of the plane, and you were like, uh, I don't like this. Way never too much do this again. <laughs> uh, and then the, the second thing, I absolutely loved how much San Francisco is in the first oh my God, that 10 minutes great. of this movie. Yeah. I loved it. You know, and yeah. also, and they didn't use, like, the parts of San Francisco that you would feel like are the cliche parts to use, right? You're not seeing, like, the, the very touristy spots. Uh, you saw actual neighborhoods, which is super cool. And I was well, I dim some that. spot, man. Good luck, dim some, baby. Let's go. That's yeah, awesome. I thought that's where it was. Oh, my oh God, yeah, so dude. exciting. Yeah. yeah the, really um, uh, I recognize so many of those awnings, and he has my same zip code, seven or 94118. I was like, holy shit, he's an inner Richmond guy. That's really oh, cool. Yeah, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I always love, by the way, I love, I always love when, when people are driving around San Francisco and you see the bus go from like Noe Valley to like California and Van Ness. It like turns right and all of a sudden it's seven miles across the city and we're having love that. It. That's always hilarious to watch. I appreciated uh, Nick's uh, literal gasp when they ran over all the fancy cars in front of Girardelli Square, which is a huge tourist response. But like BMW. when they ran over like the Maseratis or whatever the fuck sponsored. they were. Oh yeah, dude, that well, BMW. Oh my no, god. dude, BM. Oh my god, the BMWs and those were so dope. When yeah. that dude pulls up in the M8, I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah, Let really me drive cool. that car. It's cool. That's the full. Were we, were we about to get to the ad read with the said the F word? Yeah, it's life. You know what I mean. <laughs> it's life. Sometimes you just gotta. Talk you gotta log roll with the sure party. We, we talk a little bit longer, though, you know. Yeah, exactly. No, Kevin. Talk to answer longer. your question, I think it's the i8 is the all electrical one. That's the one that didn't do that oh, well for, right. for BMW. The M8, Dude, I it believe, has the same body, right? Is that the M8? white one with like the shapes? Blue? They're both like Grand Tour coupes. Yeah, with the blue. That's the one yeah, with the, the blue. blue. This one was, I, I believe, was an M8, which I'm not familiar with the engine in that, but I'm pretty sure they have like 700 yeah. horsepower. But that sponsor integration was so clear. I'll take it, Greg. When are you going to get us a BMW sponsorship? Get off your duff. Tim, you're in charge of the sponsorships. When are you going to get us a BMW sponsorship? I don't know, but speaking of sponsors, let's check them out now. This episode is brought to you by Babbel. When you're traveling to a destination where you don't know the language, it can be challenging to accomplish even the simplest of tasks. Tell me that isn't true. You know, there's one time I remember I was in Bali and I was very overwhelmed, not understanding what was going on. And uh, that could have easily been solved if I had Babbel in my life back then. Thankfully, there's Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. Babbel is a travel essential. Greg Miller's been learning a little French here and there so he can better communicate with one Jean-Vierre Saint-Ange-Miller. You know what I'm talking about? Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Pretty cool. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free so that's six months for the price of three just go to babble.com and use promo code morning that's b-a-b-b-e-l.com code morning babble language for 
life. Next up, shout out to HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Fall is busy, but HelloFresh recipes save time you'd otherwise spend meal planning, shopping, and shopping so you can get back to what matters. Uh, HelloFresh's family-friendly menu is a big win for back-to-school season with easy, delicious recipes for drama-free dinners. Uh, so many members are kind of funny have been loving HelloFresh, including Kevin Coelho and Paula Coelho. She's a vegetarian. He's not. Guess what? There's options for both. It's great. So much cool stuff. Uh, you can go to HelloFresh.com morning14 and use code morning14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com morning14 and use code morning14 for up to 14 free meals. Very cool. Go check that out now. One more time. HelloFresh.com slash morning14 and use code morning14 for up to 14 free meals and free shipping. And finally, shout out to me undies. It's fall, y'all. Replace those hydration stations with pumpkin spice lattes and go out of your way to step on crunchy leaves because the coziest time of the year has arrived. I love me undies. I'm obviously wearing a me undies shirt right now, me undies lounge pants, me undies undies, and me undies socks because that's the type of life that I live. I just love their soft micro fabric and I want it all over my body. MeUndies, can you make some bomber jackets? Please, I want them very, very bad. Imagine the softest thing you've ever felt. Now imagine that's the thing on your butt. That is MeUndies. They're designed by the country's top softness scientists to be the softest thing you've ever worn, period. It's so true, I can attest. To get 50% off your first order, free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning to get 15% off and free shipping for first time purchasers. And if you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. MeUndies.com slash morning. One more time. MeUndies.com slash morning. And now we're back. And we we said that up like 19 different ways. You still almost screwed it up. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Let's get to the plot. Stop. Before we do that, Let's close the thread, all right? Because I'm not going to be having this hanging over me the entire plot read, all right? Everybody, Short Circuit was directed by John Badham. Do you know John Badham? John Badham? Nick? No, not for He also directed War Games, Saturday Night Fever, and Nick of Time. So put that out there, okay? Okay, we can leave Nick of Time off that. Now, Short Circuit 2 was by a different director. This, of course, was by the one, the only Kenneth Johnson. Do you know Kenneth Johnson, Nick? I'm not familiar with that name either. He, when you go on IMDb and it's known for, he wrote for the Bionic Woman. Okay, he was a writer on Curse of Dracula, whatever. But when you scroll through it, he is, in fact, the creator of Alien Nation, the TV series, Ooh, which I'm sure Nick wow. remembers. I do remember that series. I remember the movie Remember they drank curdled milk. That was the alien's yeah. big thing. They were it was weird. gross, Tim. And then one of the, at the end of the movie, the guy drinks the big thing and he gets to be a big alien, and James Conn has to fight him, even though he's short. I don't remember that part, but I believe War Games just reminds me of Family Guy when she's like, when Lois is like, the only game to play, the only way to play the game is not to play it. And he goes, is that a War Games reference? She goes, yeah, it is. He goes, you like War Games? I do. I'm still learning stuff about you, huh? Everybody! Welcome to a thousand years ago, at least a thousand years ago from 1994. I guess it's a thousand years ago from today-ish. It doesn't matter, ladies and gentlemen. We will be following the antics and up to no goodness of one when you woo. I will call him the Mandarin or Shang-Chi's father for the rest of the film. Thank you very much. Um. 
as it's laid out, right? He's uh, we're getting this narration uh, from a female voice. We don't the story's being told. He could have used these powers. He has these ten rings, right? That he's using to do all sorts of cool shit. And like we don't know he's doing cool shit, but we know he has the ten rings. And it's like she's like, hey, he could have used these for anything, but he used them for bad stuff. And it's him walking, and he's like on his horse, riding up with some dudes, and those dudes are sweating. Kevin, they're not feeling this. They're not excited about it. And finally, they're like, do it! And like ah! They shoot all these arrows, and he's like, oh, y'all fucked up now. <laughs> and the rings come out. Like, wow, wow and he makes his little shit and he just rides in there and just fucks everybody up and so then we're just doing the old my favorite a little bit of a time montage we're hopping around bebopping scatting through space and time you yeah. know what i mean and what you're seeing is just these rings just fuck clowns up forever you see all these different people, right? You got these guys, they're oldie oldies, then you got some mid oldies, then you get to some more like contemporary stuff. What I appreciated was when they went, they blew up, they showed that she's describing, you know, he made the 10 rings out of this, this thing. You know, he got the 10 ring symbols there, you know, this whole group, or whatever. And they show the guy blow up the thing, it looks like he like blows up something in England. And it looks so much like when Wonder Woman just nukes oh that my one gosh. guy, so, God, almost, kills that one dude in Justice League. Greg, I almost nudged you, and I was almost like, <laughs> Except remember, she was the good guy of that film. Was this the exposition a lot? Because I, I like what they did with the Ten Rings because we know the Ten Rings have been involved in previous movies, specifically Iron Man 1. And I like that they're like, yeah, for across time and a bunch of different locations, the Ten Rings have rose up and stuff. I'm like, that's fucking cool. And they made the Ten Rings a really scary force in this. So was this the uh, sequence where we see that one man like sniping something? Because that's when I leaned over to Kevin. I was like, oh, this is the JFK sequence. Like, there's a reference to it. And it definitely was. And it was like not a grassy knoll no, sequence in Dallas or whatever. And then it. Kevin reached laugh. over to me and was like, you know what? If we were smarter about history, we'd probably understand a lot of these references. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're so right. Like, I bet you a lot of these are kind of pointing to real life yeah, things but... in history. Uh, and we just Andy, didn't get it. They, th they say that people that know history are doomed to repeat it. So yep. that's why we haven't learned any of it. <laughs> it would be, it, yeah. it would have been interesting if we saw like um, the the scene from Iron Man. Like, yeah, I'm just, surprised yeah. they didn't. Honestly, which scene oh, do you yeah. want to see? The, Him getting kidnapped by the ten. Something about the cave. Remember that? Yeah, but you know what though? Because oh, I see your I apologize. No, I see your scene. Okay. I I I kind What's of like I know. Well, I know we just watched that thing last week, but I did. I'm stupid. I didn't put no, two together and think that he was going to be in this. I'm no, no, one. full breaks. No, full breaks. Full breaks, Nick. I was on the same thing until they explained themselves. They're not saying oh, the Trevor Slattery thing. They're I'm talking sorry, about the tank ten rings sorry. from Iron Man one when they kidnapped Iron Man. Got it. My bad. Mm -hmm. Go nay! Uh, Tim, have you? Where the fuck is Obadiah? We got a multiverse now. I Give me like... a fucking what <laughs> if. Listen, are you explode? watching right now, Jeffrey? I want a what if that is oh, what if Obadiah won. All right, show uh -huh. me the Iron Monger. You know what he's up to nowadays. Uh, Tim, quick question: Have you looked into any of those? The, the what we get through the flashbacks? Are there no. any? Okay, I, 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 wonder I don't if... think there's anything. I wonder. Or, if... There's nothing I know of. Hopefully, we'll find out if it's something or if it's set up. You know couple years yeah. from now we're like oh shit that was the 10 rings shit fuck that was 10 rings right there cool. uh but we go through time we get the story and everything's going on guess doing? what is he swimming i don't know what he's doing over there you see him what's he doing is that a breaststroke what? are you rolling a boat <laughs> that's like he's a cabbage patch or he's using the 10 rings <laughs> <laughs> sure okay, like yeah all right uh cory i need the 10 rings animated on kevin after you see that was the spell. most coordinated i've ever seen kevin yeah, look. I know. like he was vibing there <laughs> it also looked a little bit like did you guys remember that scene from hitch where he teaches kevin yeah. james how to dance where it's like 10 yeah. and 2 10 and 2 10 and 2, just keep them here. Don't burn. <laughs> don't get away. 
Uh, so yeah, when we go throughout time, we get to 1994, right? Where he's like uh, top of the uh, mountain, king of the mountain, top of the hill, uh, top of the morning. And he's like, you know what? Like I've done it all. I've seen it all. I, I have been all over this planet. I've just, I, you know, I, if there, there ain't a nook or a cranny that I ain't sniffed around, if you know what I'm saying. And he's like, but I've heard a lot about this magical forest. All right. And there's this forest and they got all sorts of crazy creatures over there. They got a fox over there. I hear it looks just like that goddamn Pokemon. And he's mm-hmm. like, so Nine to tails, his dude, yeah. he's like, the dude let's go there and the dude's like cool i'll send out a scout and he's like no motherfucker i mean right now. now so they get up and they get into like an a team van or whatever and they get dropped on the edge of the forest and they're driving through the forest they're having a great time because forests are cool and uh what you know they look behind like what the fuck the, tre- the f- trees are moving man shit's moving out there i love shit like this man i love I, I just love it it's such a cool concept These are cool it's period. such a cool it's just a cool concept that these trees are constantly moving in a pattern so that random people can't get into like just the idea of that it's so video gamey it's so fantasy it's dope as shit that's and i love this sequence uh, but greg i'll be honest with you can we get we have a hard truth right now can we have a hard everybody truth right hit the hard truth my hard truth right here what is it andy i don't love the obviously really fake not Really outdoors. This is a set shot. Yeah, sure. The, 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 and this, whole, this whole fight sequence, yeah. albeit really cool, creative, really Ryan neat, lots of cool moves. I don't love how obvious they are not in an actual environment. It's clearly a set. Okay. It's fair enough. You want a more of a documentary? Have you ever seen the documentary about the chips, the chimps? Because there's a, let me tell you, all right, there's a lot of fucking outdoors there, you nerd. Shut up. All right. So, what, anyways, though, they're driving this fucking Hummer through there, right? Everything's coming up behind them, and they're like, oh, fuck, we're about to die in some shit or whatever. And they're like, gun it. And let me tell you, when Wooey's like, no, uh-huh. he just d- jumps out. They drive off a cliff. He, you know, scatters or, you know, he gets himself up and he's like, oof, close call. And then he's just like, and he walks over into the forest and then he finds this like, you know, very nice uh, waterfall area, like little water trickling and stuff. Bamboo everywhere. Kevin Coelho from kindoffine.com. Couldn't they just have taken a helicopter? You know, I thought about that, Kev. But then Uh when they show the aerial shot, you don't see anything. So I think the forest. You see see the forest moving. No, no, no. But you don't see. um, What is the name of the village again? Talo. Oh, no, no. Yeah, you got to go into the waterfall. Yeah, you got to have to take the specific path in there. So they took a helicopter. Yeah, I thought even from the top, it it. looked overgrown. Like you couldn't see the path unless when it was moving or whatever. Well, yeah, but there was a mountain at the end with a waterfall, right? Yeah, but who would suspect that's where the entrance to the back? They, they also yeah, did. Remember, the forest eats you. You know what I mean? The forest eats you, Kevin. It yeah. eats you for us. Like mm-hmm. the end of Harry Potter, where they're like, it's starting to come along. Like, and then Victor gets sucked into the forest, and we're like, well, we didn't mind like that character anyway, because yeah, we all fine. know that Hermione should be with Harry. <laughs> and then the ants pop up, and they're like, oh, little hobbits. Why does he have to? Greg, can, I, Greg, can we come close again, please? Greg, please come close. Oh, I like secret times. Me too. Why, is, why does Andy always have to find a way to bring it back to Lord of the Rings? Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. One of the biggest mistakes we ever made was... <laughs> you can't laugh what? when I'm in the middle of it. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Uh, when Wu's like, see you fuckers later. He jumps out. He rolls around. He almost he does the thing where he almost goes off the edge like uh, Fast and Furious, but he stops even shorter than that. And he gets up. He's like, 
walks in waterfall bamboo everywhere and then there's this woman in green right and she's got the cool hat on and she's got that half mask on that like i have a million of and go so to cool and i'm like this is fucking awesome this is my first time where I'm like this is fucking awesome meanwhile by the way if you're you know i know you watch the goddamn movie i i it dawns on me at least while i'm watching it, like holy shit this is a marvel blockbuster and no english has been spoken and like yeah, it just cool. keeps going for so long right as this is in chinese as she's telling the story anyway so She's like, listen, fuck off, man. And he's like, no, man. Like, I'm here. I want to see the nine tails in there. Let me get in there. I got a Pokeball. Let me catch it. And she's like, no, we don't want you. And I he's heard, like, maybe I hear they got a furry chicken in there with wings. Let's All go. Right? He's like, maybe, maybe Morris. you guys want, maybe I can help. Maybe we can help me. She's like, we don't need your help. Get the fuck out of here. And he's like, no. And she's like, don't make me hurt you. And he's, like, he's like, I got rings. And so then they get down and she does this thing where she like, she's like, all right, fine, fuck her. And she does, and she like traces the, like with her foot, like in a so pretty much cool. If somebody does that to you on the street, Andy, you are about to get your ass kicked. Somebody oh, traces I... a four fifths of a circle behind. They get up like this, Andy. And they're just like, all right, fine. I pray, yeah, Greg. I pray <laughs> I never <laughs> experience that. I pray it looks like you're about to fall down. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna way more spry down. than you yeah. give me credit for. Trust me. All right, I need to get up there and do it. Like that's how I'm gonna. Like I've talked about it before on this podcast within a podcast, right? Of like if I need to fight somebody in the streets of San Francisco, first thing I do is kick off my shoes and socks. And that's when Nick was like, "I would walk away. You're you're a crazy person." But now I have a new thing to add to it, right? Shoes, socks off, and then I do the trace circle behind me, and I come yeah. up like that, and they're gonna be like. I are don't you know gonna, what's about to happen. Are you going to sing? Gonna start singing hotel hotel hotel. <laughs> no, no, no. See, that's what you do when you don't have thunder and lightning, all right? And I got thunder and lightning ready to roll if these people Greg's need got it. fucking Don Henley and Glenn Fry right here, bro. That's what it is. So they start fighting, and it is just the most sexual fight of all time. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're living moments in between moments where they're, like, swinging at each other, and then they're doing, like, the long looks at each other. And you're like, yeah. damn, man, this is fucking hot. And they're, like, doing high kicks and back kicks, and she's kicking him in the face, and he's, like, trying to use his rings. And sometimes it's working, sometimes it's not she's got like grass power or whatever and i guess he's like a water type or something so she's like she's stopping the rings power. and spinning the rings and shit and like yeah there's wind happening and they're like running out. it's like uh, at one point it's like a uh, uh, crouching Avatar. tiger hidden dragon where they're oh. kind of like defined physics and it's, it's, like, this is yeah. beautiful this is beautiful. insanely good and she's like and this is when i, I decided i want to fuck your father he, she's telling the story you know to shang chi it turns out but she's like that's when i met him and all this other stuff. And, she, and, they like, and by the way, if you're a in review fan, of course, keep in mind that you know I like to be uh, thorough and complete, and I like to give you the plot as it happens. As you can already tell with the whole like I want to fuck your father thing. I want to give it as it happens. But right. this movie does that thing that they love to do with like, and I know. I know these fucks over at Marvel are right and just trick and screw with me. You know what I mean? But they're mm-hmm. like, let's put in. 19 flashbacks right and let's have each one of the flashbacks give you a little bit more information so it's kind of hard at this point you know i watched the movie once last night just i got nick over here i got andy over there we're all fucking with joey i got a lot happening in this private theater all right so it's hard for me to remember exactly when this nugget of information was given out and just coming at me with excuses bro they're all gonna get well i'm just letting you know a lot of excuses kev flashbacks are gonna get intermingled here all right mm-hmm. so like when it happens when it doesn't happen i don't fucking know uh but anyway, she's like, though, I, I thought they were really well integrated into this movie like yeah, sometimes 100%. they don't work so well I, th- I thought that they did a good job of constantly having like certain moments that we're going back to and how it was all fleshed out and how most flashbacks would end with like them telling someone else a story so it kind of like gave purpose to the flashback enjoyed that 100 percent. and so and yeah again, it's, and a lot of the flashbacks also do the really well i guess not the expositional uh flashbacks but more of the stylistic flashbacks that i love that movies do and i think like the first time i saw it was maybe true detective maybe sharp objects greg yeah, where or, or even like inception where it, it's just like 
you know, dramatic moment with music, maybe a score. There's just maybe just like kind of atmospheric music and it just cuts to it cuts to a flashback. With, but there's no sound on the other flashback. Sure. And it just like cuts back and forth to like other. I just love when movies do that. It's so stylistic and it makes me feel like I'm watching something real cool. Yeah, this is a cool movie. You, right you watched here. something real cool last night. It was called it was a Shang-Chi. Cool fucking movie. Uh, and so yeah, you know, it goes through, and this is the first time I met him, and yada yada, yada and blah, blah blah. We fell in love, and yada yada yada. And I was from this, you know, the magical village and stuff. But like to you know uh, live a life with him and you guys, I had to give up my powers, but it was worth it. And a little kiss on his head, you know what I, I mean? Little, I thought it was a little what? awkward when they are doing the fighting, kind of like gazing at each other. I at one point I think we laugh. I don't think we're supposed to laugh. I but it. Yeah, I liked it. It, it, it I felt like these, weird these for me. Guys, where, 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 where they're doing ahead. like, I think they focus just a little too long on each other, and they're like mid-fight, and they do that sort of thing where they look at each other like, "I like you, I like you too," and it made Kevin laugh. And I'm not sure it was supposed to make us kind of go, <laughs> "That's a funny thing," because like it's supposed to be this beautiful moment. It, it was, just felt it, a little weird for me. It was childish excitement for them to bang. Cause like we already oh. know they bang, you know what I mean? There you go. There you go. Okay. And so yeah, we get to see the product of the banging, uh, which is uh, Shang Chi, and he's getting the story from his mom, and she gives him the little uh, emerald, and she's like, you know, I'll always be with you, kind of thing. And he's like, that's sweet, mom. Boom. And then it's present day, and we wake up, and it's Shang Chi waking up, and he's got a yeah, shitty one, little phone. Yeah. One more thing, I, I with the intro, they they introduce the rings, and um, I really like that they're like. We don't know if it came from the sky, like like the rumor is a meteor or in someone's tomb. I like the idea. That also, at the end, we see the um, little yeah Wong get together, and they're like, "We don't know what the hell it is." I like the idea that it's uh, kind of like the what the you know the necromancer sword or whatever from Thor, unworthy. The gore, the god killer, has like a sword, and like when people see it, sometimes they react all like. Oh, dude, like that's I like the idea of finding out later what it is. And like, I, I hope that they we get payoff for that setup. Well, it seems like we will. Right. That's calling to somebody at the end of the movie. But we'll get to that later. For now, uh, we're in modern day San Francisco. Right. And it's an actual pretty good representation of living in San Francisco as uh, Shang-Chi is living in just a garage <laughs> with his bed and his uh, phone. But he's also got a little postcard there. And honest, the dragon and his mom had mentioned the flashback. He was like, you know, the heart of the dragon or whatever. Uh, and the Emerald had something to do with that. Uh, and he looks at it and he turns it over, right? And it's no text but his address and then an address in China. And he's like, that's interesting. And so he's like, I'll keep little, this. Little details I loved. And this goes to me talking about how much they just nailed the authenticity of it. Him having posters for Kung Fu Hustle and for Outcast Stankonia. I'm just like, this is, they just nailed it. Like if this dude from this era, like would be totally into that stuff. Love that. This looks just like one of my friend's rooms. Totally. That's for sure. Uh, he does a bunch of push-ups. He's, you know, getting, he puts on a shirt and a tie. And we're like, oh, man, he's got his life put together. And then a really fancy car pulls up to a hotel. And the door opens. And the guy gets out in a suit and nice shoes. And it's not, it's not, it's not Shang-Chi, everybody. Instead, uh, he tosses his keys over to Sean. We'll start calling him Sean here for this section of the phone. And he grabs him. And he's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a valet. Fuck. And then Aquafina runs up. She's like, her name's Katie. She's like, let's take it for a joyride. He's like, no, we can't take it for a joyride. She's like, I'm taking the keys. She takes the keys, jumping in. Like, I can't do this. Can't do this. We're gonna do this. And then they go and do it of course and they drive around this car they're driving around san francisco in this cool ass car kevin you know what i mean great ass car 
And so then they go to uh, drinks with their friend uh, from high school and they're telling her friend's fiance, uh, boyfriend, whatever, uh, all the stories of her in high school and how they, you know, they boosted this car from a bully. And that's when, you know, Katie, you know, when uh, Sean was about to get his ass kicked, uh, you know, Katie stepped up and saying Hotel California and distracted him and yada, yada, yada. And they ran out and they stole the guy's car or she stole his keys. They went for a joyride. She was in the backseat, the friend who's there. Ha ha ha. I've never heard this story. Well, I, well, I grew up and it's a dig, obviously, uh, at them because she's a lawyer. Uh, and so it's like, you know, these two never grew up and like, you know, you're the smartest people I know or lawyers whatever. The you're the coolest worst. people I know. Huh? I said lawyers are the worst. Did yeah. you say liar or lawyer? Lawyers. <laughs> lawyers. <laughs> I see what you did there, Andy. Oh, I was joking. <laughs> I got it too. There. No, you didn't, Kevin. You go, why don't you go to the bathroom as well, Kevin? Uh, and so now it's just me and Andy, and that's what I like the best. How you doing, Andy, down there? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well, Greg. Okay. I'm uh, I'm currently kind of I'm listening to you, obviously. Also yeah, course, Googling Greg. images for Shang-Chi for uh, the thumbnail that I'm going to make. Nice. Okay. Um, and so she, you know, like, what do you mean? Like, you know, it's just that, you know, you don't do anything with your lives. You kind of, you just park cars. You can be doing anything. You're both brilliant. You're both smart. You're both cool. Shang-Chi, you can like do really cool pushups and stuff. Like you could be doing a lot of cool stuff. And they're like, yeah. fuck you, man. We're doing cool stuff. We're parking cars. That's awesome. And she's like, whatever. And so then it's like, you cut outside. They say goodbye to them. And then, uh, you know, Aquafina, Katie and uh, Sean are like, you know, all right, cool. We got the early shift tomorrow. We should go home be responsible. Like, yeah, we could do that. Or, and then it's a cut to them, uh, party. And karaoke that. in San Francisco, which we've all done oh, once good. or twice when you should be responsible and go home. No, it was fucking awesome, Tim. That's like the, the that's like the first real laugh that I had. So real. Oh, sorry. I'm saying the um the the cut to them just being knocked out is just like God. Sure. That's so fucking real. That's yeah, the yeah. first like real laugh that I think I had in this movie, and for, it just kind of keeps going up from here. But like that's such a great sequence. It's such a funny uh, change of pace because. I am kind of wondering the whole time, what are they going to go do? Like, uh, are they going to go clubbing? Are they going to what? Oh, okay, there, it's just two people in a sad karaoke bar, and it's great. <laughs> the private room, yeah. Uh, and so then it's the next morning, and uh, Sean goes over to Katie's house, and he goes in there, and her mom lets her in, and Katie shares the house with her mom. Hold on one second. Mom, grandmother, brother, and just, no, it's just herself. Yeah, that's it. That, them. Uh, Andy, what's your point? You by any chance wonder if that's the same karaoke bar that the police raided on Cool Greg's birthday when we were all there? It definitely was not. Uh, <laughs> I think it's based on that, though. What? Yeah, it's interesting, though. That is. Was... I don't think it's a real SF karaoke room they were in, right? Yeah, I but know. I mean, like, location-wise, yeah, definitely... that is close to the yeah, really. streets they were walking on. That's but wait, what, what, who, there was a raiding on a karaoke bar you guys were we, at? We were at a karaoke bar waiting to, to get a room, and then for, the for police cool showed up. Birthday. Because apparently some people were like, yeah, and then, yeah. Only his real friends were invited, Kevin. It's not a big deal. Um, and so then, uh, you know, uh, Sean shows up as he does every morning to get Katie to go get on the bus. And he sits down and he starts uh, drinking some OJ and drinking the breakfast soup they make and hanging out. And everybody's talking a little bit shit over there, right? And the brother doesn't want to do his chores, but Sean's willing to do it if he comes to eat all the food. And then she's like, no, you got to let you. It's his chore. Let him do it. He's like, okay, fine. And then Katie comes out and then grandma's like uh, getting ready for Day of the Dead. So she's got a bunch of stuff for uh, grandpa's grave. They're going to go put out there. Last time they put out whiskey, the bottle disappeared in the morning. Big shock. 
uh you know uh katie immediately just doesn't want to be part of this right because again they're guilting her by getting a real job or whatever and she likes her job and yada 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 and she's like you know what let's go we gotta catch the bus sean chugs his uh breakfast soup and then grandma's like when are you gonna marry her and he's like Ooh. and then they, they leave right and they get on the bus and then they're on the bus and now we're on the bus which is cool we're on the muni bus and so as we're on the bus you know going they make fun of a woman writing her term paper or whatever on a laptop <laughs> on the bus she overhears them I'm like sorry about that you know she's she's just who she is or whatever she's crazy she's but, Nora fun. She's Nora from the Bronx. There's a lot of fun, uh, like world building stuff, like on the the Muni bus, like a lot of the advertisements, and like also when uh, when we see like the when they're just walking on the streets, there's like a lot of posters that yeah. reference the blip and like blip support groups or yeah, anxiety. One thing, like, yeah, anxiety about the blip. You're not like alone. Yeah, app. yeah. So it's cool. Yeah, really cool. Right. When, um, when does this take place? Like, is this post Endgame? Wait, oh, no, clearly I'm post sorry. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I meant um, whatever the lo- the last movie is when they're back. Spider Man. Yeah. Is this, well, no, I just we say don't know. It is. Yeah. I don't think it really matters. Yeah. I don't Damn, it's wild to me that Spider Man Far From Home was after Endgame. I can't even. That's such a weird place in time that I don't have any frame of reference for anymore. <laughs> Tony Stark died. Remember? Yeah, that's right. That's fucked don't up. mean to bring up bad memories, but he died. <laughs> he died and he's never coming back never coming back he's over it's over there uh yeah there was a comment too obviously from her friend right when you guys are like wasting your lives you know you know in a world we're in a world where half the population can be you know blinked yeah. out of existence like you need to live each day like your last like that's a cool way to think about it um anyways though they're on the bus now there which i maybe- didn't love that argument because it's like well you're just saying to work yeah like that's not- yeah we are living if you yeah, want to live by that fun. argument we partied last night what the fuck did you guys do yeah do your 401k taxes exactly <laughs> yeah nick you tell him don't let, don't let this lawyer come in and push you around nick all right i've never let a lawyer push me around before i never do it again thank you what uh and so they're on the bus and then yeah of course uh one of the guys walks over and sees uh sean's uh emerald and he's like give me that and he's like i don't want to give you that and she's like do you know this guy's like no why does he want your emerald i don't know and then more guys show up right and, and she's like look he can't even fight and then he just starts fucking beating ass just fucking whipping ass doing cool flips and shit and he's using the bar and he's using he's using the muni as a weapon cool. and this is yeah when the guy we were talking about before from spider-man goosebumps right now i want to watch it again dude totally god can you imagine how great that'd be the guy from spider-man homecoming busts out his phone right and he's like what's up everybody starts live streaming immediately like i'm here on the I, bus this guy's doing guy's some cool great. fighting and shit i was kind of bummed he didn't say do a flip at some point do a kick yeah. is what i w- would have loved to have i, yeah, I loved him being too. like Live streaming, talking, be like, yeah, you know, when I was young, I used to do martial arts, so I'm gonna commentate. I'm gonna ju- read how to do it. It's so <laughs> fucking it. funny. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Sean's just beating these people senseless or whatever. But eventually, this guy Razor Fist steps up. He's got no hand. You're like, oh, this will be easy. Only got one hand. This fight should might be easier. And then guess what? No, he puts a sword out of it, and they go like, oh, fuck. And so then he's slicing shit up, and he's slicing through the side, the connector between the two mini bus, mini bus driving all over the place. To be crazy. blade hands. Aquafina's yeah. flipping out, right? Uh, she, we got some back and forth between her and Sean in, be- in between these fight scenes. That's really great. And then, yeah, the guy's filming or whatever. And then he beats the first wave and the second wave. Oh, yeah, it was when the guy brought out his thing, right? Where he's like, "I got my- you can do this or whatever. And then the guy puts out the sword. He's like, you can't. Sorry, I, I yeah. take it back. <laughs> Funny shit. 
Uh, he's going eventually. I forget how the bus driver gets uh, incapacitated. I forget what happened to him. They cut the brakes when he like slices right. the way right. around, right. and right. then the yeah. bus driver then gets smacked in the head and gets knocked out. Bonked. Naps out. Yeah. And so uh, you know, the bus is out of control. Of course, uh, this is the moment Aquafina's trained her entire life for because she likes cars or whatever. She runs up there. She grabs the bus. She's driving the bus. They're shooting all over. You know, at some point, you know, they're brawling or whatever. And Shang Chi gets up there and he's like, "Wait for my signal. Take a at my signal. Take a hard right." And she's like, "What will be the signal?" And he runs back, which I hate because I would always be like, "What's the signal?" And Nick could just go, "Ooh," and I'm like, "That's the signal. That's not the signal. You don't need to kill him or whatever." And so they're just hurtling all over SF. They're taking the things. You know, they're running into stuff. They're going. They crush one car they crush another car and nick gasps because they're nice cars um you know <laughs> they you know eventually uh shang chi gets a, a razor fist in the back of the thing he's like to everybody else in the back like get in the front and they all run and they jump in the front and so then uh you know uh he gets pinned down finally shang chi and a uh, razor fist got him down and whatever and sean reaches up and he grabs the muni wire and pulls it for the stop requested and that's the sign she jerks it hard right uh the second half of the bus breaks away because it was already fucked up like we we're talking about um and that gets rid of razor fist and then she slams into a bunch of cars and a garbage truck to stop herself in front of giardelli square which is where cool greg used to work everybody so in maybe in this timeline you know if cool greg had gotten blipped he would actually be there it's still working it'd be cool that'd be cool fantastic scene this entire thing is just mcu at its best thrilling combination of great movie making it's yeah it's interesting too because like there's a certain like um there's just a certain technique to making it feel gratifying when a scene like this happens because really they're like we, we've been with this character for a while we like we like sean we like these characters but like having them be like hey we're like having the bully come up and like make you feel like oh i need this guy to get his ass kicked right now that's 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 kind of hard to do and they did it within in, in record time and it was really fun to watch this uh greg miller kind of funny what i'll say is that you know you, we get there and you're like you know we know sean at this point I, di I didn't feel like i did right and that was both you know exciting and i was like all right where is this gonna go or whatever and so when he just immediately starts fighting even though i i know in the trailer again i think they did a great job of not giving away this entire movie with trailers right trailer we've seen him fighting on a muni bus or on the muni bus and when it even when that scene starts i'm like Oh, this isn't going to kick off right away. This will be the, there's this will be the first time something happens on a bus, and the next and then when he he went into it, I was like, oh fuck, We're he going. knows everything. I thought this, you know, not knowing anything, I have no idea what his powers are, what the ten rings are, yada yada. I expected this movie to have a little bit more of like, I don't know, he finds the rings or somebody t and he learns right. and, and awakens something in like him, that, and, yeah. and it's like, oh shit, he just knows all this shit. Like yeah. he's he knows more than we do. He's hip to the game. Like what a cool Greg, way to start this movie. Listen, you don't understand it, and neither do I. But as Andy will tell you, when you wake up every day and do like fifteen push-ups, you just have a different perspective on life than, than do, normal yeah. people. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's true. Uh, so like we said, he did all this and he beat all these people's asses, and it's fucking great. But then guess what? Emerald's gone. He doesn't have the emerald. He realized he doesn't have the emerald. Big old Razor Fist, who's on for in terms of names, is on par with Taserface. Uh, is like I got it, and I'm a also I'm a giant baby in a beard and a buzz cut. And he's like I'm gonna get in this car, goo goo gaga, and he gets in this car that stops for him, and they drive away. And so Such a and, weird choice, man. I I did not love that actor. casting a baby <laughs> to be Razor Fist. No, I just like any any. <laughs> there was a moment he said a line, and Kevin was like. Oof, that was not a good delivery. It just it just really seems like it was the friend of the director or some guy that like, yeah. oh yeah, this guy, oh, I know a guy he works out like crazy at the gym I go to. He's really built. Let's get him. And <laughs> or if you would have told me he used to play in the NFL, I would have believed that, you know. Sure. By yeah. the way his acting is, you know. You, just, uh, you get the feeling he's gonna die and then he doesn't. And you're like, huh. Mm -hmm. You cast it. I just wish 
Might make I wish that they were more comic accurate, Kevin. Can you please bring up the picture yeah, that you just yeah, slacked yeah, me? Because yeah, the world yeah, needs to see what we were fist. robbed of with Hold Razor on. Fist in this film. <laughs> Wait, really? There was an actual... I, I yeah, thought it was no, just this is a real thing. Oh, with a name thing. that bad, I guarantee. Yeah, I was like, this switch has got to be a comic book character. Switch to... Wait, hold on. There it is. Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nick, is this is your dream, villain. Oh, that is... Did anyone else just get wildly turned on? Right <laughs> <laughs> he really is Blade Hands, though. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so Razor Fist gets the SUV and drives away. Uh, Sean realizes his thing's gone. Uh, then we're at, back at Sean's apartment where he's just trying to pack up and get the fuck out. And, you know, uh, Katie's like, what is going on? He's like, there's no time to explain. She's like, fuck that. Sit down and explain it to me or whatever. And he gives her the truncated version of it. Right. And he's like, now nah, I gotta, I've got to go to China. She's like, why do I gotta go to China? And he's like, that's where my sister is. She sent me this postcard. That's what, you know, I gotta go or whatever. And she's like, well, I'm coming with you. And he's like, no, you're not. And she's like, fuck you. I am. We've known each other for 10 years. Yada, yada, yada. And so guess what? They're all going to China. And so now we're on the plane. And actually, I think we're actually in a flashback where uh, Shang-Chi is laying it out for her, right? Of like a little bit more, right? Of like he was trained to be an assassin by his father after his mom died. We don't know how the mom died yet. Trained to be assassin after mom died. And, uh, you know, he was sent on this mission to go kill somebody. And and then like the, the stewardess interrupts and asks about the, we get this beef chicken vegetarian I love that. conversation. Hilarious. I loved it. Because uh, I was like, I when he's when he's narrating this, so I'm like, oh, this is on the plane, I'm assuming. Like, or I'm, he's telling Katie this thing. And then to be broken out of it by, you know, a mundane conversation of the real world and shooting on the crazy superhero world, I appreciate it. I like the jokes here. Uh, eventually, they get back to it, right? And so she's like, did you kill him? And he's like, no, I couldn't go through with my mission or whatever you know i knew i couldn't do it i couldn't be a part of that can't do it i'm not gonna kill people go ahead katie good on you i'll take the beef <laughs> so and then he also reveals here of course that his name isn't sean it's actually shang uh or shang <laughs> it's not sean it's shang <laughs> and she has she has this great obviously joke about it too of like that's like saying no my name's not gina it's gina <laughs> like when you go into hiding or whatever fucking hilarious really good well, she stuff, did, but that, that was the thing though that she that that line was funny but she says something before it that didn't work michael but Mikael or something what it reminded me out. of is if we were doing it on a podcast yes where like you would jump into the pool not knowing what you're gonna say and you'd say but it and then we get there eventually four minutes later, but, like, oh wait i should have said yeah. gina gina yeah yeah i have a i have a clip i want to play for all this is what it really reminded me of <laughs> what's, his uh, name? Come on, what's his name my friend it's josh, josh we did what on, did i say what, i want to see what cecil does you said josh josh joshua wheat thin okay so a t to a d is that what i did a t to a d yeah but, yeah, but also josh to s to a a josh it's it's weird it's very weird joss it's joss and he did this live we were watching and he was like it's joss and I was like, oh, man, you're a funny kid. That was a good moment. That was I a mean, good interview moment. Exactly what reminded me of her being like, you went from Sean to Shang, and then I just immediately thought, it's Joss? Kevin was insulted by that. He was like, I'm just so surprised I'm insulted. So he puts on headphones. She's like, you still hear me? He's like, no, I can't. Uh, now we're in China, everybody. And uh, it's nighttime. And we're driving around. And China looks super fucking cool. And there's like neon lights and shit. And all this cool stuff's happening. People are eating great food. And there's like a dance thing happening. Like, and it looks like some kind of idol dance in the beginning. You're like, fuck yeah, this looks rad. I'd love to hang out there. And, I'm you know, shocked this wasn't Madripoor. 
from all looking yeah. at the trailers, I was like, oh shit, they're going to the place they went to in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and it's not. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. cool. You know, Katie's looking out the window, having a great time, super excited, looking back at uh, Sean. Like, yeah. Uh, they get to a giant high rise. Uh, they get into an elevator. Uh, you know, they're coming up, and he's like, I'm here to see my sister, and the guy's not having it. Now they're really listening. He's like, you know, this is the address or whatever. And he passes her an iPad. He's like, sign. You got to sign. He's, he's like, all right. So I sign it. Uh, Katie makes some fun jokes about, you know, like this, you know, elevator's definitely up to code. It wouldn't fall off the side of the building, yada, yada, yada. Doors open. Uh, there's immediately a guy there who's very energetic. It looks like he's running the club kind of thing. Ronnie, love him. This guy, he runs, this actor is great. He's from what again? A uh, ton of different things. He's a stand-up comedian. Uh, I've seen him and stuff. It's one of those like you shows. see him like, oh, I know you, but I don't know where I know you from. Uh, he runs in and uh he's like oh okay cool uh this is awesome and you're awesome oh and he's in he's uh speaking chinese uh or mandarin right is, what am i wrong it's mandarin yeah, yeah mandarin uh and so uh he's like oh yeah blah blah and he's like oh the, you're a youtube guy and he's got like the thing he's like well however many views on the internet of you fighting the the thing because of course our guy was filming the car or whatever which made and me then, realize we need to fight people on buses sure yeah you too a could be bus views. boy andy yeah. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so uh katie's like i don't speak uh, uh chinese mandarin uh and he's like no problem and he switches to english and he's like i know my abc's too and i was like oh that's funny and so then uh he's basically no, setting it up i don't think you got that abc means american born chinese oh i didn't know that no okay i thought i, I didn't know that that's really good um and so you know he's basically sets the whole thing right like you're, this you're here and you're, this is a giant i don't know anything about your sister this is a giant fight thing though and you're gonna be fighting he's like i'm not gonna fight hey, yeah you are you signed the contract that thing in the elevator oh man and he's like don't worry about it like you'll have no trouble you know like do it fight in these little shitty rooms he's like no no your main event since you're huge on the internet bus boy and you're gonna be fighting in there and that's when we go up there and it's abomination fighting wong or whatever that's though uh walking by all the different rooms where you see people fighting like there's a couple of people i cannot i don't we I'm not able Killian. to identify, but uh, yeah, there's a, a extremist, extremist soldier guy, yeah, uh, fighting cool. a Black Widow that we saw in the movie Black Widow. Oh, neat. oh like wow, same actors. Cool. Yeah, is that when he said he stops and he's like, "Whatever her name is, you're doing great." Thing, I think, whatever. Uh, I don't. The boy think so. Ronnie stops, makes a reference to someone in a thing, like, "Yeah, whatever her name is." No, like, no, 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 no. I was like, was, I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember about that, but yeah, it was the scene that like they clearly they showed like the sumo wrestler guy and then like the camera turns over and like it's the ones we saw the most of the fight of okay uh and then yeah then it's wong and abomination up there they're fighting uh Don't wong worry. wong's doing his best to survive uh abomination's real big of course he's doing that and finally you know uh wong he's things he, his little uh, sigils keep getting smashed or whatever and then he does the open the portals thing and abomination knocks himself out and Wants so then you'll be fighting but, also, but then they like walk off as buddies yeah it's weird yeah, right I'm like, really he's interested. Like, what did I tell you about Wait, that? Is and I'm it? like, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, he like definitely is like breaking him out and like putting him back into, um, or is he? He's in the, on the, the, raft, the raft, right? Raft, yeah. yeah. Like that. I, oh, I is that, that what that was? Like, I, you guys all were I, like, or some people were like, oh my god. And I was like, I don't know what this place is. Well, I mean, it was like red lasers in a like dark black yeah. and gray. Yeah, it looked like futuristic. I assumed, tech. Yeah, yeah, I assumed it was the raft. It, it wasn't. Yeah, I it wasn't assume like it was the, as well. the Sanctum Santorum or wherever Wong yeah. usually thinking that. I yeah, I wonder if that has anything to do with Hulk, like being more involved in their life post all these movies. Yeah, really. I mean, it was definitely there with a purpose. So, like, Abomination being this movie is so random, especially with Wong, especially them being friends. So it's like cool as shit. Where it's just like, hey, here's this little tease for something. And and the fact that I think there there has been an interview since where they did mention, like, uh, 
this is kind of important. So like, just keep an eye on this. Is just some random cameo. It's really important. Cool. Uh, and so yeah, now you know, uh, Sean's got to fight in there. Shang Chi's got to fight in there. And so uh, he's backstage. That's where we have this conversation between Wong and Abomination about yeah, you know, well, he, first off, there's the funny thing of you know, like seven guys trying to drag uh, Abomination out. Uh, then he's like, yeah, you know, Wong's like, yeah, you know, watch your right hook or whatever. And then he opens the portal to walk him back to wherever he's from or whatever. Uh, and yeah, so you wonder what's going on with that. If terms is just like. He knew he could fight him, and if it's how staged it is versus whatever, we'll find out maybe later on. Um, and you know, more of it's being laid out for uh, Shang Chi here of like, all right, cool, yeah, you get a fight, you get a blah blah. You fought off, you know, all these people on the bus. One person won't be any trouble. You know, there's a big uh, bet on you too. We get a cut, yeah, blah blah. blah. So then it's uh, right to the fight. Uh, you know, they introduce him as bus boy. He comes out. Uh, he's got no shirt on. Uh, Aquafina is uh, taken aback by the abs on him. Were they born, born in labs? Now it's time to rank those abs. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast. Another podcast here for the MC in review. My name is Nick Scarpino. I'll be your tour guide on this podcast that rank those abs. I don't know where that list is, Andy. So we'll just talk very uh, generically about it. He looked great. He's never uh, written the list down. I mean, I had a list at one point that had Hugh Jackman on like the top five spots. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know how this is going to work. No, he looked great. His physique in this, is, this movie is great. And again, like, shit, if I could look at like one eighth of how he looked, I'd be pretty happy for the rest of my life. Congratulations. Yeah, he looked, he looked fantastic. And also the lighting made it look even more bulbous, you know. Everything looks so pronounced. Sure. Know. 100%. 100%. Get yeah, close to the camera uh, real, real quick, Greg. Everything looks so pronounced. It's so bulbous. Yeah. Uh, so then, it, you know, they introduce his opponent, and it's this, uh, I think she comes out with the hood up or whatever, right, or whatever, but then she takes off the hood, and he's like, sister? And it's his sister, and it should be a happy reunion, right? It's kind of like, we know, I know him from work, and it is not a happy reunion. Like, she comes out, and she's like, ah! and she's punching and shit and he's like ah no and they're fucking kicking him in the face and shit and he's like i don't want to fight you and they you know i don't want to and he throws her at one point he's like i don't fight you kind of shit blah, blah, blah. and so then uh you know they, they're going and they're announcing every yelling or whatever and uh you know eventually you know he calms her down enough to be like listen i don't want to fight you uh dad's coming he sent he took my he took my uh th- or maybe he doesn't say it here but he's basically dad's coming to kill you kill you he's you know he's trying to get me or whatever and she thinks about it and then she does like a, like sean michael super kick but over his shoulder behind him or whatever just like jacks his head and he, he goes down knocked out it's really cool and so then, you know, he's he was like looking through the glass or whatever. And Aquafina's like, yeah, you know, good job. Uh, so then it's backstage or whatever again, where you know he's there after getting his butt kicked, and uh, uh, Ronnie and uh, sister come in, and they're like, hey, and, he, and he's like, ah, and he's like, oh, and you know, everybody's like, ah, and she, yeah. and, like, they have the mm-hmm. whole conversation or whatever. Exactly. You know what I mean? This is where it's like, oh, you took he took my animal, he's gonna take your animal too. You know why I do this? She's like, ah, oh, you left me for dead. Blah blah. Yeah. Blah, da, 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 da. I don't think we get the flashback here, but we might get the flashback here. But it's the idea, right? Of like, oh yeah, you know, you know you said you were going to go away for three days, but you never came back. And it took, I think this actually happens way later, but I'll put it here anyway. You know, it's a, you know, I, I more, I waited three days and I waited a week and then I went to mom's uh, thing. And then after six years, I let you go. Cause I realized you weren't coming back or whatever. And, uh, you know, uh, this might be too, where we see the montage of, uh, him training and doing the thing where he's punching the log. Right. And then we see her training and like, she, they won't let her train, but then she goes out and gets that fucking, uh, like triangle of metal on a fucking rope. The coolest uh, weapon of all time. The what is it? Chunai. 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 Spelt, spelt with a CH. It, it, it's the things you throw in, 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 uh, oh, it's yeah, CH. Guess- Isn't it? It's K U. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, this might Kuna, be. Kuna, like you're talking about, is the are from Ghost, right? Those yeah, are like the, the, the on a string. Yeah. 
But then yeah, the one is, right? The string Man. weapon is the coolest thing of all time, and it lets you have just like in Mortal Kombat, we see that awesome moment at the beginning of the way that opens up. This stringed weapon gives you so many possibilities for cool choreography, and they nail it every time. There's so many creative ways that she uses this goddamn thing, and any time it was busted out, I knew I was in for a ride, because she figures out ways to even kill people without the blade. Like, she gets two people just with the ropes and smash them together. It's so fucking cool. So she's this with a K. I learned something today. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, so that's dope. She's dope. She was learning to do all this stuff when they went to teach her. And when he left, he was like, she's like, I'll just fucking do it myself. And so I don't, I don't buy the, that, like someone can just learn by like watching. That's like learning from like reading a book. And we know how ridiculous she's, she can is. hear stuff. She can I'm hear sorry. Stuff. I'm sorry. I'm fucking sorry. He's right sorry, now, Kevin. Are you saying to me that someone can't learn martial arts? By watching another human being learn, unless they're a small rat, is that what you're fucking saying to me yeah. right now? Yeah, it's absurd. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Anyone can cook, guys. Anyone can uh, cook. Looks like Nick was right all along. Like I, right? I mean, I, yeah, clearly. Uh, you're gonna yeah, hit may, one of these. Maybe, days. maybe the Aston Martin car was a bad decision. <laughs> I mean, God damn it, Greg. What's your read on the Departed? Are we gonna go all the way here? <laughs> we Are we gonna go all the way, people? Much, you know what I mean? Exactly. So much sweat. Uh, so much is a better trilogy than Lord of the Rings. Um, and so then, yeah, they're having this whole <laughs> argument, doing all these different things out there, right? And this thing and the other. And like, you know, I well, that's why. Why'd you want me to come here? Why'd you send me the postcard? I didn't send you a postcard. What are you talking about? And you bust out the postcard. And she, she looks at it, she's like, I didn't send this. And all lights go out. And it's like, fuck, it's happening. It's over. And like, they're here. The 10 rings are here. So 10 rings, dude, they start infiltrating. And so then, like, you know, uh, Shang-Chi and Katie, like, look over at it, right? And then they look back, and Sister and Ronnie are getting into a private elevator, and the door closes, and Ronnie flicks them off, and it shuts. And, and like, Ronnie, I, we were homies, dude. I know, right? It sucks. Katie looks over, and she's like, they're gone, man. They're in the wind. And he's like, ah, they fucking abandoned us. And then you look out there, and you got you got Razor Fist, and you got all the guys just electrifying people. And, like, yeah, usually, like, I'd be like, you know, for me, this kind of shit pops off, and I would just be like, well, you know, do your thing. But they're fucking with civilians. They're fucking with everybody there. They're tor- they're poking, they're prodding, they're doing the thing. Man, ten rings, you suck. You know what I mean? There should be rules. Really you know, rude people. Yeah. Really rude. Really rude. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't remember like Clawsmen fucking people up in that Black Panther casino, right? They were just like, we're here to get out of here. We're doing the deal. It doesn't matter. Anyways, though, uh, Shang's like, you know what? Peace out. We gotta go. We're going out the window. Come with me. We'll get on this uh bamboo construction equipment stuff out here. And Katie's like, I don't think so. And he's like, You gotta trust me. Come on, it's the only way we stay in there. We're gonna die or whatever. She's like, Okay. So she comes out and they start like skittering across and doing their thing. And then poof, glass gets shot out. And I like, guess what? There's there they are. The ten rings dudes there. And these ten ring dudes, they start coming down. And Sean's like, You just gotta get over there, Katie. I'll do the rest. And he's like, Wow, wow. And he's whipping around the fucking bamboo and he's kicking things and he punched me. And it's just fucking awesome. Just All the action awesome. here, so goddamn cool. And finding out cool ways to like jump on planks and hit people with them and then run walk over a guy who's trying to save his life and then that dude falls and this whole sequence is just so goddamn cool and i know i'm having a good time when i'm kind of like almost laughing in the same way that when i watch john wick sequences and i'm just like oh my god that so was creative. so cool yeah. so and, and so much of this like has this has all of the ingredients for a dope ass fight scene and it definitely was with all the cool choreography of shang going through all of the sort of levels and finding cool ways to escape god damn this is all so so cool i love the, that it kind of had the energy of like a pachinko machine of yeah. like like the yeah, thing the falling randomness. down but it's like with people fighting and i'm just like this is rad 
You nailed uh, it, guys. I had to take off my headphones for a moment while I was putting on my sweater. But um, the moment where, what? Are you chilly? Yeah, a little bit. Hmm. I'm glad you put on a sweatshirt then. I, I spilled, want you to stay. I spilled salsa on my shirt, <laughs> and I just couldn't come here. Mid show. Like... Yeah. So wait. So you left when you left. You left the microphone. To get some try to get it real no, quick. I, 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 had on. You, no, I, I know that. No, I'm, I'm not saying you were doing yeah. your job. You left um, the camera. I yeah. fu- guys, Perfect. I fucked up. I didn't have lunch. I went. I took like a 20 minute nap. Then I was in the hammock for like 30 minutes. I didn't do lunch. So you didn't nap in the hammock. What is the hammock for? Just to stretch your back. I took a 20 minute nap. Then I had my cool down for 30 minutes in the hammock. I was looking at TikTok. I was looking at TikTok with my hands. Guys, guys, I can't TikTok. Guys, I can't. I don't schedule when I take a nap and lie in the hammock. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm doing. But anyways, the I'm just, argument. so like, what, my question is this, Kevin: Was the salsa the destination when you left the microphone, or was it just an offshoot? Like you're like on the way to the bathroom and then you saw the salsa. That happens to me all the time. I run upstairs to get something and then I'm like, oh wait, I get that too. No, I was gonna. I was like, I'm gonna go eat four chips. Gotcha. Okay, cool. And then just blah. Yeah. And then the then we brushed. And then sweater. it fell off, and I was like, I'm not coming back to these these uh, jackals. With salt sure. on my shirt. <laughs> sure. uh, smart, Kevin, because if you remember earlier today, when I know, you were trying to sneak a burrito behind Paula's back, I said, you're going to spill on yourself. She's going to know. Okay. And you said, no. You might have been right. Uh, <laughs> but the, the, the moment where, um, oh, man. Oof. Today was Fred. Um, no, Katie. name is Katie. 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 I was right there. I was right there. Uh, when you're Katie falls and we have that dramatic, like, She's dead. Like yeah. we get that shot. Oh it's yeah, it's so cool, and it yeah, really the breaks, right? like I. The, I feel like the music also quiets down. It's we're in slow mo, and then the fucking sister pops out and catches her. That with her was legs, such a, yeah, with her legs it was such a cool shot. I, yeah, it. It, I in general, I, I think the sister was a big surprise for me. Like going into this, like I didn't expect her to be as involved as she was and as, as badass as she was. Like I feel like we kind of left this movie with multiple new superheroes, which is cool. Yeah, that's actually because villains. I mean, she, for a movie yeah, she's called, a bad person now. Oh, she's yeah, she's gonna be a villain. But for for a movie called Shang Chi, like having a character like that, that's that you would think it's it's a delicate balance to make sure she doesn't upstage him. And I think they complemented each other very nicely. It was fun to watch them both fight. When Katie is falling, I thought they're not gonna kill Dead. her. But are they? Kill it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I th- For a like a part of me, a part of me legitimately thought like, oh shit. Like in, you know, as she's falling, a million thoughts run through my head and I'm thinking, is this going to be like a revenge mission? How, how are, there's no way they're going to kill her, but maybe they are. Like, I don't, I don't know what new Marvel is going to do. Who knows? And it was still a really cool save from the sister. Shout out to her. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that happens. Wait, and then uh, One more thing. I really <laughs> love how Katie after that is just like, super on the sister's side and is constantly like sure. you're really cool like thanks for doing this that you, you know um she's constantly like uh complimenting and like building her up i love that remember she liked her pants too the sister liked her pants. anyways they um were ugly pants they were bright though it? i appreciate the melon that. pants They're, no thank you yeah, a loud choice and i appreciate it but once the sister gets reintroduced and starts kicking the shit out of everybody with uh sean we get that conversation he's like you left us for dead she's like now you know how it feels and he's like i'm and then they're still fighting people, whatever. And then it happens, right? The guy who reminds me of like Deathstroke, right? I forget what's what is his name. Though? Death you got Dealer. The who? Death, Death Dealer. Nah, uh, that no. Okay, fine. I mean, you know, whatever. Death this Dealer is really funny. To me, like I've seen the movie twice now, and both times it caught right. me where him making his little appearance where he kind of like spiders down, like upside down. It's really, it's really awkward. creepy. It's creepy. yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And that's honestly. 
so yeah he comes down they start fighting or whatever i love how much this guy stood out and i know we were talking about it earlier i think and from him maybe it was a nick and a little bit more negative thing i like the way he was used where i like that he wasn't like a mid boss in terms of like we're gonna we're gonna get this again like something i, I would have predicted that would have happened if i was watching the movie you pause the movie where we're we going with this character my god like, oh, he'll be one of the final fights we have to do to finish the thing i like the fact that he is this just dude on the team that has a very distinct style that, yeah, it, it makes you remember him outside the rest of these guys who are all wearing their Ted rings badges or has a razor fist. Anyways, so he comes down. He's weird. Uh, Shang-Chi starts fighting him. They're fighting their brawn. It's a really good fight. They're kicking the shit out of each other in the, like, you know, the warehouse room or whatever. There's a, uh, they're backlit by a helicopter light again. It's really cool choreography. So sick. So sick. Uh, but eventually, uh, you know, Sean gets the upper hand. He has the thing where he could, he could do like the killing blow and then poof, like the rings come in, right? Wasn't it the ring? We get that. Yeah, we get yeah. that cool little flashback of all the times that Death Dealer has mm. kind of gotten Sean and gotten the better of him in fights and having all the disappointment from the dad and Sean being like, all right, here's my chance. I want to murder this person. And yeah. then father comes along. But I just love all the knife choreography, all those sort of homages to, uh, or at least homages for us to uh, Falcon Winter or a uh, Winter Soldier and Cap fight with all the knife dropping and tossing. Ah, so yeah, 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 that's really cool. Uh, but Daddy's here. Daddy's home, as Nick would say. And you know, he's like, "I've missed you, son." He does the thing where he puts his, you know, the head to him. I'm looking forward to my, you know, when I have when my son's born for a few reasons. But number one is like taking him and putting my head to his head, and then like as he uh, gets older, head to head contact. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'll, I'll get, and then it will do that thing, Kevin. Where for a while we have similar size heads and stuff, but then yeah. he'll start. I'll start shrinking because I'm gonna get old and die. And he does it. You know, we're just constantly doing this head thing. Tim, what and, I need you to do is commit right now, and it's gonna be a lot, I know, but commit right now to take a photo of me with my child head to head once I'll a week. What's a week? Because I'm working on those time lapse videos. There's a lot of time lapse videos of like, watch me grow a beard, watch my plant grow. How many baby to dead dad head to head videos have you seen on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen? And I swear to God, if I see anyone putting this video out before me and you have like a hashtag KFBF in your Twitter bio, I will sue your child on right. That is copyright infringement. This is a copyrighted idea, Andy. Andy, lean in, lean in. Secret talk time. It's a copyrighted idea, Andy. Okay, good to know. That's not how that um, works. We also get the really, really cool line of the dad doing the head-to-head -head thing and then being like, I told all these people that there's not a shot they can kill you. And I'm glad to see I was right. What a yeah, cool fucking line. That was such line. a good... And so that dumb. line, the way he delivered it, like, you could tell instantly he was like, oh, he's not he's like... proud. He's not here to kill them. He's proud. He's just yeah. literally like, come on, let's go, kids. So he's cool. like a cool uh, racial ghoul. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to hang out with this guy. You know? Let's have party. a beer with him. <laughs> Give me five of the rings. You take five of the rings. Let's do some ski. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're, they're, wow, who's got, who's got they're this They're identical stuff? characters, right? Like yeah, racial I mean, yeah, ghoul. Like yeah, through, they both yeah. have their own league of assassins, right? They train the whole thing. Yeah. And do the thing. But also mm -hmm. racial ghoul is immortal, essentially, right? Because the pool. Yeah, the Lazarus pit, too. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Little, little yeah. pool hangs out at yeah, a lot though. <laughs> Anyways, we go now to the uh, the Ten Rings base. You know what I mean? In uh, Daddy Max, like, all right, you guys chill out in your old rooms. I'm gonna go do my thing. And so, like, uh, you know, sister goes to her room with Aquafina, and she's like, oh, your room was cool or whatever. And then it was this whole thing of like, oh, you know, a little catch up here. I think it was. This is where we get the flashback, maybe of her not getting trained, but her training herself. I'm sorry, Nick. Go ahead. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot to ask this. Who sent the postcard? The dad. He thought it'd be the easier dad, to right? pick them up together. 
Okay. He was yeah, like, this was, will be fine. Mm-hmm. I'll pick you guys up together. Yeah, it's, you know, save on gas money. I don't want to go to San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he still sent people to San Francisco. It, but it's he like didn't go. It, well, it's yeah, like, because if you fly into SFO, it's guy's a lot. Got, this guy's literally immortal. Right? What's he worried about time for? <laughs> he can't go to San Francisco? <laughs> he wants to, he doesn't want to, like, he doesn't, he's, he actually is pretty frugal and he doesn't want to pop for, like, business class on the plane. He's like my mom. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to stay here and watch fucking Law and Order SVU. You're going to come to me. You're going to come exactly. to me. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Aquavina, her talk here, she recaps, you know, her backstory here, the sister of how, you know, she kind of did the whole thing. And then, like, wait, you, like, so you broke out of this place and you left and you started your own uh, international fight club. And she's like, yeah, if they won't let me fight, I'll fight my own fights or fight, fight, fight. And Aquavina's like, yeah, that's cool. I forget. She says like maybe hell yeah or something like that. It's some. It's I didn't yeah, like this line. It's like hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also in there, Aquafina laid out the thing of like your dad kind of creeps me out. Like what should I you know do? She's like just don't even fucking look at him. If you stay quiet, he won't even. He'll forget you're there like he did me. Um, then Shang-Chi, uh, he's over in his room or whatever, right? And his room's just full of shit and stuff. I forget what's going on over right, there. But quick they, he's question around. here. Yeah. Does the dad ever talk to Katie? Because I feel like. We get yeah, it's coming up in a second. He talks okay. for the dinner at the dinner table. Yeah, says, we're coming your, up in two your, seconds. What's your, what's your hey, time? Two seconds, no, I, no, no. See, I misspoke. I misspoke. Not Katie, the sister. Do we ever get a scene where they're talking? No, she's dead. Does, does, this, does this movie pass the Coelho test? You know what I mean? The, the Coelho test, of course, is when a movie lets a dad talk to his daughter. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's a great question, Kev. Well, I mean, I just question. think that like if if really in the whole movie they never talk, like that's such good like design of like her being like you know commitment to the bit sure <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um and yeah we probably get a flashback here also, shang chi one last thing when they think, when they said sister i was like he has a fucking sister because i don't yeah, know me too again yeah I thought that was cool. Yeah, I thought they had done a good job of like again. This is where I was talking about with the flashbacks being a bit confusing for a recap purpose of like we'd seen the recap and we his mom talking to the kid. You're like, okay, cool, and then you're like, oh, there was a sister there the whole time. I like that reveal. Harder to recap. Um, from there, we go to the dinner table as we were talking about, right? And yeah, everybody's there eating cool food. And uh, this is yeah when the dad is like to Katie, like, what's your name? And he's she's like Katie, and he's like, what's your Chinese name? And she goes Chinese name. He's like, ah, names mean something, but you know, blah, blah, blah. And he talks more about, like, you know, my name used to be this or whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's like, speaking of names meaning something, everybody, uh, I, you know, it, I've been around forever doing cool, crazy terrorist kind of shit forever. And like, you know, this moron over in America, he took my name a couple of years back, right? And what did he, but he didn't know what my name was other than the 10 rings. So what do you call He named himself after a, food, a chicken dish. You know what I mean? Hey, a Mandarin. Now people are afraid of an orange. I also appreciate that nobody knew at the table what he's talking about. Like you, you, you guys remember? He's like, he's such a dad. He's like, you guys remember this thing a couple of years back? And they're all like, no, dad, we don't remember what you're talking about. How many years ago was this? A lot of people have taken over the TVs. All right, yeah, TV, people take over the TV now. and threaten the president every other week in this goddamn. Universe. You don't remember like Iron Man? He died. Everybody thought he was dead. <laughs> now, <Nah. laughs> challenged people to come to his house. Yeah, it was the whole and thing. A little kid I, walked I like up to him it. and was like. You're dead, apparent, according to everybody else. I little fucking stupid. I also yeah. like the idea that he was like, "Yeah, you, you remember that? Like that whole thing happened." But also, like, I kind of created Iron Man. Like, it's my like we kidnapped him that time too. <laughs> yeah, did he say that? He didn't reference that. No, I'm he? saying I like I, I like the idea I, in that conversation that he that he would have been like, "Yeah, that's right. I started all of this off." Do you my think that, were they official ten rings people? I know they had the ten ring thing, but I they mean, were. like, was this like was this like a side hustle for them working with Obadiah, or was it like this is like official ten rings business? No, they got to get their guns from somewhere, right? They're not manufacturing guns. 
they were buying guns, guns, guns and explosives and stuff right from Obadiah. Obadiah. Yeah, they wanted Obadiah. they wanted the the Jericho oh, missile. Remember Obadiah. Jericho missile. But really, all they end up using is just these weird little hook swords, electrified things and stuff. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. Uh, back <laughs> at the dinner table, that all happened. Mander stuff gets laid out. Um, I think the. Yeah, this is where we lay out a bit more of the like, you know, Shang's not down with this plan or whatever. And he's like, no, you got to be like, it's about your mother or whatever. Uh, and he's like, what are you talking about, dad? And so then they go into dad's study and he's got even more maps. And she's like, I find even more maps while you guys were gone. Like, I've been really fucking all about this uh, crazy place your mom used to live. Because, you know, when she fell in love with me. I'm a, we, I'm a cartographer, you know. We got point. pregnant. Yeah, I'm big on cartography. <laughs> uh, you know, we went back and we're like, hey, can the family come back into the, the village? And they were like, no, they locked us out because they're assholes. And it turns out, everybody, they've got this weird vault and they've got it's a fucking black uh, like slate they put in front of it. And behind it, they've put your mom's spirit to torture her. And like they've just trapped her there and they won't let her go either way. And I know because she's been talking to me. I can feel her breath on my cheek. I can feel her hand on my back. And let me tell you, it's your mom. And they're like, well, I don't, I don't really buy that. And like, it's your mom, motherfucker. Daddy O, right. you are crazy, Daddy O. Like, I, you're a thousand years old. You're senile. You're past senile. You know? I, I like this because for a minute I was like, has he like really gone good? Is he like, you know? And then later yeah. it's like, oh, he's a, he was actually being manipulated by someone. And there is also the doubt of like, oh, he's just crazy. That's a good setup. Yeah. And so eventually he's like, if I'm so crazy, your mom's been leaving clues our entire lives. He's like, no, he hasn't, Daddy O, you're crazy. And he's like, if not, what about this? And he does like a little magic trick and pulls out the two pendants. And they're and he like, Coolio, Daddy O. He, he puts know. on this dragon's eyes and he's like, Draggy O, Sucky O, Watery O. And water's coming out every orifice. You know, this I hated that. I, when, the, when the fucking emeralds go on the dragon i was like that's some cool glasses right there <laughs> like this dragon looked like he was wearing cool little swimming goggles like morpheus yeah there from, it is from matrix matrix no you know what the glasses reminded me of was the that morpheus. you know that one gif in spy kids where the yeah, glasses like do, 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 you know that little gif you always yeah. see on the internet it always. reminded me of those kids glasses where the kid in spy kids has the uh, the zoom see, I'm, tired of, I'm tired of your story nick scarpino from kind of funny.com yeah i'm talking? sorry can we just put that? that that the reference is morpheus for, thank you for it is morpheus it's it's really like... that's fine that's fine i'm with andy <laughs> <laughs> I I no, you're not. you don't even know what andy's talking about you've never seen spy kids tim would you like to rebut spy kids now would you like to would you like to rebut that i think he froze i think tim froze no he didn't freeze tim if you don't say anything good job go fucking eat some salsa bitch uh so yeah and then he's like the water thing happens he's like listen i found a way into what's it called Taolo. 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 uh i found a way into Taolo. you know tl from now on like tenderloin I've already forgotten what. Don't even bother correcting me. It's once a year, once a week. I don't know. There's something you can only get into every so often. When the corn's as high as an elephant's eye, or some shit like that. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? You know how they do this mystical stuff. And so they're like, "Listen, the water did a cool thing where it traced. Well, maybe even do that. It traced it. We got a way in. We're going. You're coming. We're gonna save your mom. I need your help. We need. I need your help. We don't believe you. I need your help. I need your help to save your mom. And they're like, "We don't believe." And then, like, he's like, we're going to do it anyway, though. And then Shang Chi's like, fuck, we are. You're not, we're not doing this. And he's like, oh, really? And he gets his ass whooped in two seconds. Does that hit him? Somebody else hit him? I forget. Somebody hits him. Dad knocks the fuck. Dad, yeah, like, his dad knocks him down. Fucks him up. He fucks up sister. And it's like, capture them. And then 
uh, Aquafina's like, "What? What are you doing?" And then they Why capture her, and they're like, "Send the fuck away! Say, get yeah, them so out!" So they of all here. get thrown into the dungeon on on the premises, right? Uh, and you know, this is where uh, Aquafina's like, or maybe it was earlier, but I like it either way. I'm just like, "What is going on?" You know what I mean? Like, I thought maybe your dad was just crazy, and then he just did this whole thing where he made a map out of water, and I don't understand what the fuck's happening. And they're like, it can't be true. I thought mom's stories of this other dimension full of weird creatures that look like Pokemon were just you know stories, fairy tales, but maybe they are true. We don't know. They're not true. Maybe they're true. Maybe I don't know. Who knows what's happening? But we're not sure. And while they're bitching about this, uh, sister comes back. Bah! She like punches through this brick wall or whatever. She's like, there's tunnels underneath the compound. This is how I snuck out, you morons. They're like, that's great. And then there's a creepy sound. I'm like, what the hell is that creepy sound? And so they go into the, the dungeon and they do a couple of different twists. And they open up the thing. And who do we find? We find Trevor, our boy. That's right. Sir Ben Kingsley over there, right? The Mandarin himself. And he's- Honestly, like to me right here at this point, everything from here on out, I feel like Trevor is kind of the savior for the mood of it. Because I... Although, again, I love everything else about what's happening. I feel like Trevor adds the perfect. I don't even know what to call it. Like, obviously, it's a lot of just comedic relief, but it's it. it, His addition to this movie made this a much higher ranking than what I would have had it prior if he didn't show up at all. He's an X factor. I'll call it that. Craig Miller. Kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah, I was a question for Andy. Also, is you know, oh, go ahead, Greg. Don't, worry. don't worry, don't worry about it. <laughs> I, I know better. I know better. The, the timing, the gap would have been not good enough for. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so they find him. He lays it out right of like he's Trevor. He was the man. Did you see me on TV? They're like, we didn't see you on TV. And he's like, oh well, you know, he. I love his recap of it. Right of like, listen, this. I thought this guy was a producer. He hired me to be this thing. Turns out he wasn't a producer. He was a super villain. Uh, we did this whole thing, but everybody got their just rewards. <laughs> he got blown up by Iron Man. <laughs> I got. Sent to the jail. I got sent to jail. And he's like, "Oh, they broke you out. They broke me out to murder me, but it was the best thing that happened. It got me clean. Got me back to my art." Um. So that yeah, you know, they brought me here, and then you know, when they were about to execute me, I did a thing from Hamlet, and they all loved it. And so I've been doing a show every week for every. They can't get enough. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine him like going into a monologue and everyone being like, "Check it out, dude. It's great. They oh fucking love God. this shit." Yeah. I love this shit. I love this. I love him being in this movie. And like, it's just like this fucking character is just so, so great. And it's like one of the few characters ever that's unique to the MCU. Like, it's not from the comics at all. And thank God for it. Because it's It's Korg to Ragnarok for me. It is. It is very Korg. He's the Korg of of this movie for me. Where it's like, I didn't know I needed it. But now that I have it, it is fantastic. And I'm so happy it's here. I love that he's then from here on out in the movie the entire way because yeah. like when people had said like oh iron man 3 would be a good one to watch or whatever wink and then we we they put out the you know the one shot we talked about in iron man 3 in review re-review i was like okay cool and then i remember he was at the premiere i'm like cool he's clearly in it but i thought it would be oh hey i'm here let me give you the next thing to get you on your journey which of and course sh- is morris and is and amazing. shout out to the people that <laughs> um shout out to the doubters and the haters when I tim said people i've already seen the movie we're doing an Iron Man 3 rewatch. And there's a lot of people who are like, what? They mentioned the 10 rings for like two seconds of that fucking movie. Why are we rewatching it? Trust Tim Geddes, okay? Trust me. I believe Thank in you. Tim Geddes. He you, knows. Andy. All right. Spy kids for life. Stuff those words down your throat like worms, okay? Stuff your worms. Andy, come in for a secret. Stuck your worms in a sock. Andy, come in for the secret. What's up, big dog? Nick, you can come in too. Tim, Kevin, please lean further back. What we're saying is we did notice when we put up Iron Man 3 in review, re-review, a lot of you whiny ass 
bitches were like, oh man, this seems unneeded. This does you owe us now ten dollars on Patreon. All right. Just yeah. and, and, you know what I mean? Come on. And Make I know you're like, I don't want to give you ten dollars. I'm like, too bad. This is a legally binding contract. Copyright. Mm-hmm. Copyright. So yeah, he lays out his whole thing or whatever. Like we said, Morris runs out. They're like, what the hell is that? And he's like, what? And they go, that thing down there, it's got no, he's like, oh, you can see Morris. I thought it was just a hallucination. That's amazing. He says he comes from his other you know, dimension that your, uh, your so dad funny, stole guys. him and brought it. So fucking good, right? Of course. And like, he doesn't have a face. Like, oh, don't bring that up. He's kind of sensitive about that. Yada, yada, yada. And he's like, you know, oh, well, we, he's like, you know, he, we're going back to that place. And he's like, well, we, he can take you there right now, he says, if you know, like, okay, cool. And so this is now the group, man. We break out with this group and we get into a, they go to steal a car. They steal raise, uh, razor fists. Uh, they, nobody likes that or whatever. Right? You can and then see. They, <laughs> they send down. So it's good. so good. And like, again, if to is so it is so like Corgan Meek. You know what I mean? It's yeah, so Corgan yeah. is Meek or me? Meek. 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 Right. Yeah, I got it. Okay. God God bless Razorfest as his character, but I love I, I simultaneously love and hate that he drives like the three series of the the crossover SUV for the BMW. Like you'd think he'd drive something a little bit bigger, like an X5 it's or an so X6 weird. or something. It's like the smaller, like gas fuel efficient version of the car. <laughs> I'm like, all right. But it's also like it's like it's weird. It's just I feel a weird out of character thing. For, let me get this damn thing off. It's breaking piss me off. Uh it's a weird out of character thing of like this head rings guy having a car with his name plastered on it. It was just weird, but it's whatever. Why it is also, that the whole thing is a super secret organization that doesn't like to uh advertise that they exist. And this guy's the whole like thing, razor fist. This whole thing smacks of just I don't know if it it felt so much like taser face to me. Like they were trying for a taser face thing. I don't know. I, I think it's just like so tonally out of place. It, it, if, if you're going to make him be this character with his name, you got to have it be an actor that has comedic has chops. Charisma. You got to make the character, yeah. you got to make the character more than what it is. And it, it ended up just being this person that I don't care if I ever seen the MCU ever again. Oh, no. It's <laughs> exactly like Andy Serkis. Great. Andy, you're right. No, no, no. We like Andy. I, I think that they killed him a little early. We could have gotten a little more. I, I feel yeah, like he's, right? he's cool. Claw is cool. So, anyways, uh, now yeah, they're down there in Taserface's car trying to get away, and then you know the Ten Rings security comes down and they're trying to stop him. They're driving around, and then you know, uh, you know, how can you do a cool fight scene? This one of the dudes jumps through from their car window. He gets pulled into Shang Chi's car, and they're fighting the back seat, and then they knock that guy, and then they're hurtling towards the wall. But they need a hand to open the thing, and they grab the hand, they slam the hand on the thing, and then boom, the door opens up, and then they boom hit the thumb on it, they close the door, boom hit those guys, and they get. I, l- I love Shang throwing that fucking uh, weapon in the motorcycle spokes and that dude flip in. Like, there's yeah, so much cool so bike so shit cool happening, shit, right? man. I love how much this movie has characters getting out of vehicles and like fighting around it and shit. Like the, both the bus and this scene, really, yeah. really cool choreography with that. And so now we have uh, the go juice, right? And so dad's like, fuck them. Or, you know, we'll see him later kind of thing. Like, we got to prepare for us to go do this. We're going to go save my wife then in the, you know, enchanted forest. Uh, so everybody prep for, you know, dawn and whatever. Yeah, dawn in two days, one day, whatever it is. Um, and then uh, our team, uh, they we catch back up with them at the opening of the forest, chilling out there where uh, Trevor lays out the thing again of like what got him into acting, Planet of the Apes, right? And how how he couldn't understand how he couldn't believe they got uh apes to ride the, the horses or whatever yeah, and he it. still doesn't get so good i love it's it so nobody good. nobody everyone's like we can't yeah. correct him we just yeah. can't do it yeah it's too, he's come too far this way he's right come too far and then it's fine like all right well cool when is morris going to tell us to go and he's like well you know morris is an enchanted creature and yeah he says go now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, stay in the pocket and like, this whole scene i 
I know we were talking about shit about the forest a little while ago, Andy, in the beginning of this video, four hours ago, but like, I liked this in the tension of it and the character reactions here of like, you know, you got to stay in the pocket. What's the pocket? I don't know. And they're going around and like, I think it's you know, cool shit. Yeah. I yeah. The way uh, 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 Trevor's calling out the rights and lefts, the way they're getting through it, all these different things. Uh, eventually, you know, it closes in, takes off a mirror, gets really close to crushing them all, but they get through at the very last second, plowing into a thing of water where they find, of course, uh, the waterfall. And Morris says, drive through the waterfall. And so after some uh, banter, Bloody butt is on water. fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, he says that's okay. It's one of his... <laughs> he knows them. Uh, they drive through, yeah, and see all sorts of weird wackadoo animals over here, right? They got the nine tails. They got these flaming things. We see more Morrises uh, hanging out over there, right? The nine tails look so cool. Looks really so cool. cool. And you get the Too weird horse them, things. Nah, perfect. Man. Weird nah, horse. Why is this horse looking at me? <laughs> Eventually, a horse looking. It's a weird looking horse. Why is it looking at me? And set off screen, by the way. Like they just were like, he said it. You could tell he said it, and they were like, we don't need to show it. But it was just off screen. Yeah. Like, Why is he looking at me? And that made, <laughs> that made me laugh harder than anything else. In the me rest too. Of the movie. <laughs> Uh, and so then, you know, eventually they drive up on the village and all the villagers come out with their giant cat creatures. Uh, and they're like, and these yeah. things looked amazing. They were so visually good looking that I, there were times where I'm like, that looks like a, an animatronic. I, the shading and the lighting on these are so good. Not, I'm not going to say the, the CG in the whole movie was great. Cause there was some stuff that looked not great. And there was some clear green screen things. But these creatures were so nicely rendered, and um, yeah, they looked fucking awesome. I love the size of them. They looked like animatronics sometimes when they were laying down. It was so well done. Great job to the CG team. Uh, you know, the old man in front's like, get out. We don't want you here. You can't be here. Leave. And they're like, that sucks. And then an older woman comes out and she's like, shut up. They can stay. Hello. I'm your aunt. I'm your auntie. And like, it's cool to see you. And you know, I knew your mom and yada, yada, yada. And so they hug and you're your family here and they hug uh, Katie too. And she's like, Oh, we're hugging. And so here's where we get, you know, now we go to the shrine where they have, you know, the little shrine for uh, the sister, or the mom. And like, you know, she loved you guys and you did all these different things and yada, yada, yada. And like, this is just cool. And it's nice that you're here. You know, your family here. When you hear your family, you're, you're, you're this is a yeah. big Olive Garden thing, you know. Garden, yeah. And so it's very much like cool. Um, You know, your mom knew you'd come back one day. We knew you'd come back one day. So we made you these cool dragon scale armor. Oh, she tells the whole story, obviously, of like what the fuck's going on, right? Of like, welcome to this weird dimension. We've had fun here and we got all these crazy creatures we've had fun here <laughs> we all know right, about yeah. your dimension that shit's cool but like our shit's cooler and like there was this one time there was this crazy what do they call them face sucker head sucker dead sucker soul suckers soul suckers Spirit yeah soul sucker yeah we got some spear suckers. suckers and spool suckers suck and soul. they they were they came through man and they were a big old problem and we were getting our asses kicked and they had eaten a bunch of dimensions and they were here for our dimensions and every time they eat somebody they get stronger which is a big problem and so like this just sucks fun, fun fact play. about Michelle Yeoh here. She is the third actor ever to get two roles in the MCU. This is her second appearance in She's the in MCU. Guardians, she, right? she was one of the Ravagers in oh, Guardians of the right. Galaxy that's Volume awesome. 2. Yeah, the other two are Laura Haddock, also played a bit part in Captain America before playing Peter Quill's mom. And what's her and, name? And Gemma Chan. Gemma yeah, Chan. Gemma's I don't know how to say her name. Gemma. But uh, she was in Captain Marvel and now Eternals. Who is she in so Captain Marvel? She was the she was blue one of the sniper. Lady. Yeah, she's turned oh, on. Okay, cool, cool. Turned on her in the beginning. Gotcha. Um, 
your mom oh yeah the death theater soul suckers they you know he was a big problem your mom. But <laughs> what happened eventually right is we were getting our asses kicked but we were trying to fight back and what happened our dragon uh god our dragon the dragon of the dragon fing fing great protector they say, they it's not fing it's not fing no it is it is i just said it was and so he comes out of the he came out and he helped everybody and he ate a bunch of bad people and that's great you know why dragon isn't he fing fing rock the dragon because he's not he's the great protector dragon ball but different character okay cool um and so yeah he did all this different shit and he fucked these guys up and then he was like you know what i'm going away but i'm gonna leave you with a bunch of scales and he went like a wet dog and (laughs) the scales came off and they're like oh thank you for the scales (laughs) catching them they fall there and so we all this shit so we made all these cool weapons that if we ever had to fight the you know face sucker head sucker again we would use the cool scale weapons and everybody's like that's really cool because you got a bunch of staffs that have like red gems on the end it looks like you know they're like dorothy's shoes on a stick that's neat and they're like, if that wasn't enough, when you come, so we made you some scale outfits. Here you go, in case you ever have to fight. And you're like, oh, we're going to have to fight. Dad's coming. Dad wants to open up the thing. He thinks mom's back there. And she's like, oh, actually, you told me this part. This is how I told you the whole story. And it's like, oh, this is bad recapping from Greg. I apologize. I'm Shang-Chi. <laughs> um, and so that's the kitten caboodle and meanwhile you got dad out there. And he's like, I'm going to come get my wife. And we get a, there's a few times where we hear the wife being like, yo, chicken. <laughs> finger looking good he's like Shit. chicken's finger looking good thanks ghost for telling me and he's like she's like also come get me i'm on the other side of the wall i'm not a face sucker he's like oh neat i'm gonna come get you honey i'll i'll, I'll convince the kids well i'll be together soon <laughs> some fried chicken like all right come on you you leave it to beaver so we can fry morris is that what you're thinking when you think about that i just wanted to get finger looking and good <laughs> Okay. No reason. I, just, I don't know. You, what, you did it. When I saw I Morris, it. I was like, I want to skin that thing and fry that thing. Jesus That's the first Christ. thing I thought. You all thought it too. I was waiting for it to do some kind of weird, like, uh, magic like, thing. <sighs> yeah, yeah cat. Like, the cat from Captain Marvel. I forget what the creature that actually is or whatever. But I was expecting it to eventually have a, like or, an anus mouth fucking fuck some shit up. Uh, but he never does because he's adorable. Anyways, and you can get his Funko Pop soon, I'm sure. Anyways, um, and so yeah, dad's coming. He's going to do all this different shit. Uh, he believes the chicken is good. <laughs> She's like, all right, fine. We'll be fucking ready. So they're chilling out. Oh, uh, Shang Chi's like, uh, 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 or Shang is like, hey, uh, Aunt, you need to teach me. Mom's the only one who could stop Dad with the ten rings. You got to teach me how to do that. And she's like, it's very sexual. And he's like, I got to do what I got to do to save the world. And so he goes out there. She goes out there, and she's tracing the circle. And he's like, fuck this, you're gonna fuck me up. And so they're doing the thing, but they're doing the slow down time too thing. And he's like, oh, I'm getting it, grass, and like, oh, you know, percussion shit. It's a lot like that movie where uh mr fantastic drums and j jonah jameson yells at him it's a lot like that as they practice mm-hmm. and do all their different yeah, stuff that was actually um, can- in marvel that's marvel canon <laughs> <laughs> that was a prequel of that one uh and so like oh cool and so he he gets it of course oh i get it i gotta use grass and stuff and wind that's neat and she's like yeah you know it's all you know you've been too worried about science like open your hands do this now it's jazz and he's like i got it this is jazz baby yeah this is- <laughs> and meanwhile mr fantastic it's, like, it's jazz daddy oh <laughs> <laughs> and he's like i got it i understand cool and so eventually though they, oh so then from there she's one of the things like she's like listen you got to know yourself if you're going to do this like you can't hold back you got to be who you are kind of shit and so she's over there at the water oh, he's over there at the water and eventually katie comes and finds him and she's like i've been looking for you everywhere and he's like yeah i gotta tell you something and at this point like jen leans over and she's oh this is where we have the flashback by the way of the real shit that happened right where 
uh, uh, the mom had been killed by people who showed up. The gang, iron, the iron, somebody or others, the the iron people, they had shown up and they were like, listen, we're here to kill. We have to, your husband fucked up our lives. We're going to fuck up his life. And she's like, he's not here. And he's like, somebody's got to pay. And she's like, not the kids though, right? And he's like, all right, cool, not the kids or whatever. But you're gonna, I'm going to fucking kill you. And it's this, you know, she's like, my husband's changed. He's like, I don't give a shit. And he's got like a bunch of guys. And she looks, she's like, one, two, three, four, five, seven. I got this, no problem. She's like, all right, uh, Sean, uh, sister, you go in the house. I got this. Again, a couple, of, we come back here a couple of times. He, he, you know, he's, you know, your powers. And she's like, I don't need my powers. We're family or some shit like that. And like, don't worry about it. Just go in there. And she says something else inspiring that'll inspire him when he's underwater. She slaps him on the booty. He goes inside and he's like, no, I'll just stare out the window. And like, she's like, I'm going to fuck you guys up, does the trace of the circle thing. And then like 19 more guys comes and she's like, oh, fuck. And so she gets just killed by this. She takes out a bunch of them. She gets killed by them, though. Yeah, she was um, like, when you do, when you learn the wind dancing with your aunt, don't like, don't, fu she's not hitting on you. All right. Like, I know me and my dad, we banged after we did that cool <laughs> fight, but you and your aunt, it's not the same thing. Okay. It's different this time. And so, but when you fight against your dad, uh, but so, you know, then that's when dad came home and he's like, ah, oh, you fucking killed him. And that's when we had the thing earlier, we we're talking about her where he, you know, he puts on the rings for the first time. He's like, if I had never taken this off, they never would have fucked with me. And he, so he puts the rings back on and that's when they go to like the, the parlor or whatever, and the, the bar, the card, the, whatever, the CD underground club restaurant, or whatever. And he's like, and he's like, is that them? And, and Sean's like, and it's one like, of the top sequences in the movie. Goes over there and fucks these guys up. Throws the body back at Chong. is so fucking good. You know what I mean? And does the like, yeah. He's like, where's your boss? I don't know. And I think he says, okay. And then just so fucking kills him. And then, you know, Chong is like, obviously shaken by this. And he's like, a blood debt's got to be paid with blood. Like, will you join me or whatever? And he's when he's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, all right. And he like does like the smiley, like, all right, great, son. And they, this is where he goes into full-blown training for the assassin mode. This is where we lead up to the final conversation that, you know, he gives him the dagger. And he's like, I find, we found the, the main guy behind your mom's killing. You need to go assassinate him or whatever. And that's when he's like, okay. This is when we cut back to him on the shore uh, being sad and Katie coming up and be like, I'm looking everywhere. And this is when Jen leaned over and she's like, it's going to turn out that Katie's grandfather was the final guy. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's actually a really good pull. It turns out that's not the fact. It's just that he lied to Katie and he killed her. He killed the guy. He killed the guy. And so when he said he didn't go through the mission, he didn't go through the mission. And Katie, totally of course, does did. the total irrational thing of like, you understand, like, you've been you were trained to be an assassin since you were seven right. or whatever. Also, you, were you were 14. Like 14 when this, like, this is like, yeah total abuse like you don't have to be worried about being held responsible for your actions here like you're you know you did what you needed to do above like, live you with know. it internalize it don't sure. do it again let's let me yeah it again. if but it would like, if you were a kid if this were a homegirl from invincible the girlfriend she would have been like amber you're fucking oh, suck you're you suck it, Shang -Chi. all right that's what she would have said yeah like, i'm out of here dude i'm getting ace out of the this hole, place Andy. ace in the hole jesus so you know that's that's out and now you know it's always out better out than in kind of thing and then the next morning crack it on one of the five, nine tails goes cock a doodle doo <laughs> you know and it's in there guess who rolls up it's all the bad guys you know dad's there and he's got his rings on and he shows up and everybody's there and then everybody shows up and they're all there and it's like i don't want to fight we don't want to fight you go away just don't come in and do this like you've been lied to there's a monster back there he's like i haven't been lied to you've been doing anything he's like this is all your fault you wouldn't let us in the old guy's like we wouldn't let you in it's not everybody by the way they this is the old guy they trained katie to use the bow and arrow too she was quite good at it she liked it you know if you're you're never going to hit anything if you're not aiming at something or whatever the fuck i don't like when movies make it so like the training like you know they're suddenly experts after a day kind of buzz me out i don't think she was an expert though like, like, I mean, she's she, good. She'd been yeah, watching I'm not talking about her as much as Her entire life, Kevin. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I meant more shame. 
Oh, you mean him, though, his wind powers? Yeah. Shang. Yeah, but he just had to, like, tweak his already awesome powers to be able to understand that instead of having a closed fist, which Open is thematically, uh, you know, relevant to his rage, he has to let it go. Yeah, it's like it he was already good at oil painting. He just switched yeah. to watercolor. You know? Yeah, super easy, man. Mm -hmm. You can paint a tree, you can paint a human's eyeball. Mm -hmm. And so you they're like, no, you dummy. Tree, you can dodge a range. Yeah. There's no, there's no, your wife is dead. She's not back there. And he's like, the fuck she is in. I'm going to open up that big old manhole cover and get my giant wife out of there. Because I hear the spirit's big when it's back there. And they're like, all right, it's not going to happen. He's like, fucking let's go. And they all start, they're all fighting and shit. And a bunch of cool shit's happening. They're fucking throwing things around. My, the, you know, this giant fight's breaking out. This awesome thing where they've got their fucking electricity weapons. And they run up to one of those giant lions and zap it. And the lion just looks so the dude and thwaps them away like a cat. I was like, that's awesome. Those things look way too cool, man. Like, I They're just needed to great. see them on the screen so all cool. the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Dad, he makes his way through everybody. He makes his way over to the shrine to his dead wife. Uh, Shang's like, you know what? I got to chase him. He goes over there. He's dodging, fighting other people as he goes over there. Uh, you know, uh, Aquafina's fighting people. She doesn't have her arrows yet, though. No, she does have her arrows at this point, no, she doesn't. Have doesn't matter. She's doing stuff. Maybe she's just making jokes. Oh, she does the thing where she's saying it. No, that was on the thing we skipped. Doesn't matter. Um, eventually, though, uh, Sean gets over there and he's like, you gotta, come on now, Dad, don't do this. And he's like, I got to do this. So you don't understand love or whatever. And so they fight for a bit. And it's very anime here, right? And then he does like the huge punch to him and like shoots him across the water and the water all shoots up and stuff. And he sinks. And then dad goes over to the giant manhole cover and he's like, all right, dragon scale manhole covers enough of this shit. And he's got the rings. Pa, pa, pa. And then like one of those weird little fucking creatures comes out and it flies over there. And everyone's like, what the fuck's this stupid thing? And then like, you know, they're like razor, razor arm or razor fist. We got to stop doing this. Like, yeah, you're fucking lying. We're going to kill you. Blah, blah. And then the thing comes down. It sucks the soul out of the one dude and goes away. And he's like, all right, we have to. And it's, I don't like his delivery here either. It, it's very much like flat. It's almost like, you know, it's so it, bad. It's, it's just it, it's. I feel like we've seen this joke done before and done better. You're yeah. like, like Avengers, right? Captain America lands and he's like, "We need a perimeter here, there." Blah, and the guy's like, yep. "Who the fuck are you?" To and then he beats the shit. And he's like, "We need a perimeter here, there, and there." Like that was a better yeah, yeah, stuff because yeah. we need to do this now. That's a great pull right there, Greg. That's a great that pull. Good. Like think about it. You're gonna be a dad Bird soon, and you're coming out with pulls like that. That's crazy. Oh, and I don't and don't forget, you. Nick's coming over. I'm sorry, Tim's coming over once a week to take right. the head the head photo. You know what I mean? A lot of good things happening. A lot of things happening with this kid. Yeah, can, Uncle Nick, can Uncle Nick and Uncle Kevin set up the wooden pole for little Greg for little Greg? Oh, sure. Junior, to do the punching? To have to do the punching thing for like 15 sure. years. Okay. Sure. Cool. Okay. Um and no, so that you know what? Run that by Jen first, though. Why don't you run that by Jen first? <laughs> yeah, see what her thoughts are on the whole bloodying his knuckles when he's like four years old. I would just tell her. <laughs> okay. She's never gonna figure <laughs> out. Why do his knuckles keep getting blood? We don't understand this. I don't know. He's he, he, boys will be boys, honey. <laughs> That's all we gotta say. You know what I mean? Um, and so yeah, then you know, he punched more of it, more of the things keep coming out, and they're like, yeah, 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 and they're coming over there, right? And like the, the voice behind it is going, Oh, let me out much more of that shit, you know what I mean? And so there's a lot of those things coming out now, and there's a lot of them out. And then you know, we go back to uh Shong, uh, and he's underwater, and but he's getting some bubbles coming up his face, and then we get more of the flashback, like I was saying, to like the the mom giving him some inspirational thing. I forget exactly what it was, but you know, you're a dragon heart kind of shit. Uh he has an oxygen then to open his eyes and there's the big dragon protector 
the great protector uh it comes out of the water with him uh it starts eating all the things in the sky it was like holy fucking shit we got a thing in the sky and it's eating stuff and it's doing stuff and it's fine and it's just fucking awesome this whole shit's fucking awesome and then eventually he j- jumps off and he's dad's there and he's tr- he comes down the wall to fight dad right because he like, oh, jumps not off to and the fuck that. yeah right and he's and like then, hey daddy oh not coolio is what he he's like oh sonny <laughs> i don't want to do this to you but i will and so this is like when it gets super anime and like it's all dark you know night sky or whatever and they're like shit this is when nick or uh, tim was like let's fucking go incredible i i fucking love this i think one of the wisest choices they made with the the 10 rings themselves was to make them bracelets as opposed to rings like they are in the comics it's just such a cool ass thing visually different than whatever we've seen in the mcu before and it allows this scene to be fucking awesome and that push and pull between them of he has half of them he has half of them like the powers going back and forth was so incredibly fucking cool and him doing the big kamehameha thing and then just dropping it oh my lord doesn't want to kill his dad chill i'll I'll tell you what uh i'd be i would be a terrible owner of the ten rings i would be so paranoid every time that i'm gonna get my knuckles sort of nicked as the as the bracelets are coming back on like oh fucking gee i gotta stub my thumb you know i thought you were gonna go with like you walk into work and 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 kevin's the first one he spots he goes hey andy why is there only nine rings on your arms oh jesus i'm gonna let's see i was i guess i was last at cvs i should call them to see if i left one there like yeah you think that guy's giving you that ring back that fucking guy that calls you out on your shit as the fight that we were just talking about everything and like he's about to do the hadouken but drops him and all that stuff right like there's the weird like push and pull standoff but yeah he doesn't want to kill his dad and you know because he doesn't want to be a killer and he doesn't want to kill his dad obviously uh and then you know throughout as this happens this is when the the manhole cover breaks right and the giant creature comes out uh your giant soul sucker right they, they call him something later the ultimate soul sucker or something funny when they're doing super their, size super weller sucker. is the name of the big thing of the- sure but what do they call him at the over at over drinks at the know. end uh katie i think it was super the super soul sucker. mega super sucker or some shit like that maybe, maybe. uh he comes out and he's way scary and you know everybody's like oh my god this guy's bad and so oh how are we gonna stop this guy i don't know spider-man and so like you know i think kind of like nick's ralph macchio i don't it's all it's all interchangeable <laughs> at this point right but eventually guy, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> uh does he eat does he eat daddy o's soul first or does he yeah. go he does that soul but then the rings come off of him right like doesn't dad give up the ring yeah he gives the rings to the rings rings. and by the way tim how much does it irk you that when the good guy gets the rings they're not blue anymore i mean you know obviously kind of bums me out however it's dope as fuck so i'll give him i give it to him because like changing color if they didn't change color it wouldn't have been as cool like that's like okay like fuck yeah i'll tell you what i needed here so dope I'll tell you what I needed here, though. What when you- Daddy O is being held by Soul Sucker, and he's about, he's like, "I'm giving up my life. This is obviously the end." I needed a little homage to a pivotal moment in cinematic history of John Voight being vomited by Anaconda and winking at J Lo and Ice Cube. Remember that when like mm-hmm. gross ass John Voight gets vomited, and it's like this is a corpse. Clearly, it's like his body's just all full of acids, and he's pretty much dead. Get a little wink, and I was like, "Oh, this is just like Gus Fring adjusting the ties." A cool moment. I needed that. So yeah, Daddy O gets sucked up. Uh, Sean gets the rings. 
all hell's breaking loose. Uh, they're fighting the thing, the run around doing the fights and stuff. I forget. They get the upper hand. The, you know, the drag, the great protectors out there. He's whipping ass. He's, he's going to the water, making water shoot up and do cool shit. Oh, at some point too, like uh, the great protector had a bunch of little weird little guys on his eyes or whatever. His sister like used the thing on a string to like get them all off, and that was cool. Um, and then, then yeah, this is we already had that we talked about a long time ago, but you know, Aquafina with the like, don't get killed or whatever when she finally took the the bone arrow. Um, so they're they've got a uh, super soul sucker on the ropes or whatever, but then as he's getting like sucked down to the water, all the little shits come over and they start dropping the orbs in his face, the spirits in his face or whatever. And he's like, now nah, I'm super strong, he gets big and super strong. I'm like, oh shit, fuck. And so he's fucking all sorts of shit up. And so then he's eating more stuff and he's fucking more shit up. And eventually, though, he's got uh, the great protector and he starts to suck great protector soul i mean they're like if he gets this thing it's over for everybody he's he's gonna bust out and eat every universe in the world or whatever because the great protector soul is very very delicious and very big and filling and so they're like fuck and so what do we do we got to get up there and kill it and whatever so like they do a bunch of shit and then eventually you know to katie they're like you got to shoot it in the fucking throat oh that her friend the old man who wasn't her friend but her trainer you gotta shoot in the fucking throat he she's like got it all and then he gets snatched up and they eat his soul and it's like oh fuck man you should have shot that thing right there but yeah. then later she's like only had one arrow i was like oh i didn't really realize that in the moment but i'm glad you said that later on to teach yeah. that to me and you know what i mean so eventually you know they're up there and they're fighting and shit's going sideways and it's not looking good and great protector and then the arrow comes in and it gets him in the throat and he's and he can't suck the soul anymore and he's going down and then shang's and then uh great sister was on great protector and then she's up there with shang and then he jumps off and he's got the rings and he's like let's fucking go and that's when he shoots him down into the great or the super soul sucker's mouth and then they start spinning his belly and we can see him and he's coming down he's like ah, coming down all fucking fucking super cool and severe so badass ah. so badass and then he yanks him up and the thing fucking explodes everywhere and like ah yeah and they're like oh we did the fucking we blew in, up the stupid thing just like to be in to be in a free fall and to have that like hype and knowing what's happening and they cut back to that far shot and you just see like the tiny like uh shang chi in midair way the fuck up there like I just, God damn, this whole sequence is so hype for me. I, I had tears in my eyes from how hype it was. I Super think that hype. this is one of the coolest hero moments from an origin movie that we've ever had. Like, this is all, like, leads to this, of him doing this. I'm like, cool, you're a fucking Avenger now. Like, this is awesome. Yeah, 100%. Loved it. Um, then we get, you know, over on the water or the shore, there's a bit of celebration, but there's also tons of dead people that have all died there. We go around, and eventually we come to Trevor's body where uh, Morris comes over. And I, this actually probably happened earlier, but Morris comes over and is like being sad. And Trevor's like, it's acting or whatever. <laughs> people lay oh, down funny. to be part of it. He's like, oh, okay. And Morris, like, you know, fakes his own death and flops down next to him or whatever. Love it's this. I can't think of fucking Ben Kingsley to do this. I love it. <laughs> so it's like it's amazing. Uh, and so then, then, then we have like the little funeral scene, right? Where they send off all the lanterns, you know, uh, you know, for all the people who have fallen in this great battle or whatever. And a uh, great protector is under the water and he does some shit too. And, you know, uh, Shank says goodbye to his dad. Uh, Sis says goodbye to their mom. Um, yeah, kind of thing. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's all all's well that ends well, kind of thing. From there, we jump to San Francisco, where we are back at the bar, and uh, Shung and uh, uh, Katie are recapping the entire adventure and how crazy it was and all this different stuff, and talking about the great or talking about the great protector and talking about the super soul sector and talking about the shop. But it was my last arrow, and yada yada blah 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 blah. blah. And they end their immaculate, amazing story right. And the friend, the lawyer, who we hate because we hate lawyers, right, Andy? Hate him, hate him. Yeah, except for the ones forcing the copyright on the idea I've put out for the head-to-head photo. Um, <laughs> you know, we're like, 
he, she's like, what are you making fun of me? Like, obviously, you know, two weeks ago you're here and you had shitty jobs and all this shitty stuff. And I was a shitty person. I said something shitty. And now you're fucking here to be mean. Like, no, this really happened. This is all fucking real. Like, yeah, sure. It is blah, blah, blah. And so while she's, you know, laying into them, she stops because in the background we have Wong spinning up a, a sorcerer Supreme stone over there coming out with the cheesy gordita crunch. And he pops out and the things open and he's just like, uh, Shang Chi, Shang Chi, and, and Shang Chi's like here, present, <laughs> like in class or whatever. He's like, you got to come with me. We got to talk about these ten rings or whatever. He's like, okay, and he's like, you come too, uh, Katie. And so they get up, they say goodbye, and Katie does the fun thing, like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I'll call you when we figure out what's going on. Line. He's like, I'll Venmo you for the drinks. I, I, I was like, I wonder. The, my first thought was, I was like, I wonder if there's like well, he's going to leave him with the drinks. And then he's like, I'll Venmo you for it. I was like, that's a good friend. That's a good friend right there. <laughs> you know? And so, like, you, you know, again, have like that one friend that walks away and you're like, oh, I guess I'm just buying this. Craig Baradon. <laughs> I, I actually didn't have a friend in mind, but that's a good one, that's a good one right there. I mean, if you remember, I, I definitely remember drinking in 2008, 2009 with him at Eddie Rickenbacker's. And I, I, it happened to me once. And then it never happened to me again. Of If I even saw him go for a cigarette, I'd be like, stop yeah. me. Yeah, stop oh, no. We're all my, fucking broke. Nobody can cover this. You gotta help. My favorite thing Craig would do, and he does this to this day. Anytime we ever have dinner or where we have to split a bill, is people like start throwing in cars and stuff like that, and he'll just subtly like hand someone a dollar bill, and it's just so insulting. But you're like, it makes you laugh so much every single time he does it. Shang-Chi puts out his arm. Katie puts her arm through it because they're a cool little like uh, friend couple here and like just doing this thing. They walk through the thing and the thing closes and that's the movie in terms of the actual movie movie. Then we get our mid-credit scene. Our mid-credit... Oh, he also mentioned, by the way, at the table that his sister was shutting down the Ten Rings. She went back to do that. We jump to the first uh, mid-credit scene, which is uh, Wong with the rings, right? Has him like blown up and he's like looking at him and talking about it. And then we have uh, Dr. Banner himself, Mark Ruffalo. and Back, uh, back as human form, which is exactly. interesting. Yeah, what do you think that's all about? You saw that, of course, arm's still in a sling from using the glove, but then he had a weird like thing, like some kind of like digital deal around his wrist on his other arm. I was wondering if that was keeping Hulk in check kind of thing or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested. This is definitely one of the most exciting post-credit scenes that we've had in a long time because I don't know what they're teasing. Like, I don't know what, who they're calling out to, like what's happening with this shit. Like it's, it's very, very cool to me because normally it's like, oh, clearly they're leading to this. This could go a bunch of different ways. Or it's a silly joke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Uh, but with this, I, I thought it was really cool. Did not expect to see either Bruce Banner or Captain Marvel, Marvel in this movie. And I, I think that it this movie did such a great job tying things together. And I love how prominent Wong is, like especially knowing we're about to get him in uh, presumably Doctor Strange 2, but definitely Spider-Man No Way Home. Like he's just kind of popping up everywhere. And he's a dope character. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was uh, a really fun scene too. Yeah. Like you said, they broke them out. They don't know what it is. They don't know what material it is. And they have something inside that's pulsating. It's calling out. Who's it calling out to? Nobody knows. On the middle of that, Carol gets a phone call or, you know, a page or whatever. She's like, I got to go. You can get, you know, nice meeting you guys. You can get my number from Bruce. She leaves and you're like, I don't have her number. She just does that all the time. That was hilarious. Yeah, but you know, uh, Bruce is like, you know what? All right, cool. We'll keep. We'll look into this. Keep our eye on it. But you know, it's whatever. Blah. blah. Like, you know, welcome to the circus. And he signs off too. You know, and this what and that was like the whole like you know kind of I, for a second I thought he was gonna say welcome to the Avengers kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, but instead he does it, and so then it's uh Wong then just with Wong Katie and Shang Chi, and he's like, 
all right, well, yeah, you know, your lives are about to change and they're never going to be the same again. So, you know, go home and get some rest and be ready to be on call. And, and Sean does it. We could do that. Or, and then it's the cut to the, and I, and when he started, I don't know if you were, you know, you guys were in the theater with me. I don't know if you caught, like I busted up when Wong started into like go home and gets, I was like, oh my God, I know exactly where they're going with this. And so the jump cut to them doing Hotel, hotel All California. Three of them. All it's of fucking them. That's what's great. So it's not good, just dude. the two of them. It's Wong's yeah, yeah. two fucking throwing down. And I love it. It, it was parties, such a dude. great fuck yeah one fucking parties dude it was like such a great night. little cut and i was uh, as shang is sitting there and being like or there's something else we could do and i thought like oh damn they're gonna hint at even more right here like shang is about mm-hmm. to talk to like i don't know who right now we're about to see another big ass cameo and then when it ended up not being that i was like Oh, uh, no, there's still rules. <laughs> like, this, actually, this, is a, this is a good scene. <laughs> dude, I'll tell you what, though. Let me, Andy, it's like when, like, when we're like, let's go get something. And Tim's like, guys, I can't. We got stuff we got to do tomorrow. And then Kevin says the right thing. And Tim's like, you know what? That's so All true. Right. You know what? Yeah. Fuck it. Let's it. I'm in. <laughs> if that wasn't enough, then you're fine. I Like, as we're going, I'm like, all right, wow, that was a substantive mid credit scene. I was like, that means the final one's going to be a joke. It's gonna be it's gonna be Ben Kingsley and Morris, Morris. frolicking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Setting up wherever they we leave them. I wouldn't the have been mad. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Uh, however, it wasn't, ladies and gentlemen. Instead, what it was was in fact uh, sister and Ronnie setting up the new ten rings, right? And they've put up cool graffiti, and she's taking control. And like the army's like ninety five percent women out there, and they're doing cool shit, and they're doing they're graffiti everywhere. And cool regs like hell yeah, lit. And like they're fucking party. Do you think she was like, hey, I got a, I got a line on a lot of uh, black widows that are currently unemployed. We could uh, bring them <laughs> over here and give them some jobs and some cool shit to do. Maybe. I mean, honestly, the, the, the widows being free like they are at the end of Black Widow. And, I mean, that was and, like in the 90s, though, right? So I guess I wouldn't, that wouldn't check out because no. maybe they're... No, it was like no, no. 2017 oh, right, right, right. or something, uh, like post Civil War. But God, especially with the sense. blip, like, there's that five years. Yeah, that, like, I got that mixed up with Captain Marvel for a hot second in the 90s. Gotcha, Sorry, gotcha. Yeah, but I, I think that's really cool. And the fact that we we do see Ronnie with her, and that like ties together that that the whole Fight Club that they are at, they're all working together somehow. They're, if the Black Widow's there, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they are now the Ten Rings, which is cool as fuck. And I love I it ending with the Ten Rings will return. So damn cool. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Your piano's haiku in review. So low. I hear the piano. I, love it. I heard the piano. It's really weird. It's like, it's like background bed music. For is like it really quiet? Really? Piece. Yeah. It was like in and out faint. Oh, weird. But, yeah. Anyway, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Samuel Griffin did. Father, son, daughter, fight for the fate of the world. Who are you, Shang-Chi? Andy Sankit says, dragon's heart in you. Dad made a man out of two. Sister knows Kung Fu. Mike L in the chat says, Shang-Chi, what a G. Save the world with family. Oh, and slattery. I like that one. That was good, Mike. And Joe Mertens, we could go home. Or Mystical Adventure Time, Karaoke Wong. There we go. Hit me with that ragged baggy, please. Andy, you're totally muted. Nothing's happening at all. all. You're 100% muted, Andy. He's doing mouth stuff. He's tricking us. He got us. 
Do 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 do. Ragu. Do 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 do. Ragu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys, a podcast within a podcast where we rank all the villains of the MCU and X-Men and uh, something else in here. Oh, there's a Star Wars in here. Uh, remember, of course, we have revamped it, maybe since you last watched, where we now have a tier system, S rank, A rank, B rank, C rank, D rank, F rank. We have 40 villains on the list already. We need to decide, ladies and gentlemen, where Daddy-O is going. Where do you want to put Daddy-O in this whole conversation? And, uh, you know, if, if there's anybody else in there, let me know. Sorry, Tim, I know yeah. you're trying to go. I, I want to start this off saying I, I think I'm going to go B. And I want to go B because I think that the Mandarin himself is one of the best villains we've ever had. I love how complex he is. I love the he's clearly a bad guy. But in this movie, he's not really bad. And it's like the way that they deal with his dynamics with the entire family, I think, is awesome. However, Razor Fist is involved. Death Dealer is involved. There are other elements at play that I think kind of – and even the dwell, the soul sucker thing, it's just like there's enough stuff that I'm like eh, about that it, it brings down how high quality the Mandarin himself is. So I would say I'd say B tier. So I think I won't give you the whole list. Does anybody think he's below B? No. Okay, no. then I'm going to give you right now the 16 villains in order along with their tiers so we understand what we're dealing with, right? Yeah, yeah. S rank looks like this. Number one, Thanos. Number two, the Vulture. Number three, MBJ. Number four, Bacon Guy, a.k.a. Zemo from Civil War. Uh, number five, Thanos in Endgame. A tier goes He Who Remains slash TVA in Loki. Wanda, Agatha in, uh, uh, you know what I'm going with that one. Hawkey is what it still says there. Uh, Loki Avengers. Uh, the number nine is Hell slash Grandmaster from Thor. Uh, number 10 is Ego in Guardians 2. Number 11 is Mysterio from Far From Home. Then we get into the B tier, which is 12, Baconator First Class. Number 13, Pierce Logan, X-24. Number 14, Striker. Number 15, Hydra in Captain America Winter Soldier. Number 16, Ultron in Ultron. For me, I wouldn't put him anywhere lower than A tier. I think when you get to B, we get into this different thing. And yes, Razor Fist brings down the overall product, sure. But I think the dad's motivations are so cool. I think the fight scenes are so cool. Even them having to unify to fight the kaiju at the end, I like more than I like what we get into really the X-Men classes here, right? With Baconator, Pierce from X-24, or uh, Pierce from Logan, uh, Striker, Hydra, Ultron. Yeah, just to clarify, I actually mean A tier. I was thinking it, I gotcha. forgot about S. So yeah, I, I agree. You should okay, be. Okay, yeah, I don't think I do not think he's S tier. Where it's Thanos, the Vulture, Michael B. Jordan, Bacon yeah. Guy, Thanos again. The top five there. I would think he falls into A tier somewhere. I go above Hella. So you'd go above Hella, uh, and then uh, below Loki and Avengers. Also below uh, Wanda slash Agatha, uh, and then below He Who Remains. Yeah. yeah, I would go. Yeah, I agree with Tim. I agree with Tim. Right below Loki. I'll second that. that I'll third that. Well, All right, I think you have the votes. I might go higher on a given Sunday, but it doesn't matter because okay. you have the votes. So that means that the quorum has been closed. The quorum like, has been closed. I, I think Hiddleston is so charming and funny in that role, and he's such a piece of garbage, but he's really, really entertaining. On the other side of that, though, I do think that Daddy O's like fight scenes are just so cool and awesome and everything he's involved with action wise is so damn badass you know all right well there you have it then uh, we have put daddy o and razor fist into the a tier of ragu bagu they are at number nine below loki above hell slash grandmaster what a hard carry by daddy o for razor fist totally totally there we go now it's time to rank 
the MCU. Currently, number one, Endgame. Number two, Infinity War. Number three, Homecoming. Number four, Civil War. Number five, Ragnarok. Number six, Winter Soldier. Number seven, Guardians 2. Number eight, Loki. Number nine, WandaVision. Number 10, Avengers 1. Number 11, Guardians 1. Number 12, Iron Man 1. Number 13, Far From Home. Number 14, Black Panther. Number 15, Doctor Strange. Number 16, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Number 17, Captain Marvel. Number 18, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Number 19, Ant-Man. Number 20, Black Widow. Number 21 iron man 2 number 22 age of ultron number 23 first avenger number 24 iron man 3 25 hulk 26 thor and 27 thor 2 the dark world who would like to start i'll start do it andy first off man why did we put wandavision so high that's wild um second off, oh because we voted that's that's crazy that's crazy um wandavision was awesome one bad episode. The ending was real bad. Yeah. Um, I this is gonna go pretty damn high for me. I am in that spot that we often run into. I like it better than this, but not than that. And it's kind of in a weird area. Um, I would put this at number twelve underneath Guardians One. Oof, Andy, that is and I, so close to where I'm at right and now. I, I think it's better. Like I would rather watch this than WandaVision, but not than Avengers and and Guardians. Wow. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, this goes it, at number 12 really, for me. One underneath that, I'd put it at 13 right above Far From Home. That's where I would put it. God, you wow. Iron Man. I, I didn't expect you. Like, I thought you guys might put it higher. I I think that I would put it on number 15. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, like, again, this is the thing where it's, like, it's the the list above it is they're so good. You know? Underneath yeah, Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, underneath yeah. Black Panther. That's, like, uh, it's funny because, like, I like the the third act in this movie, I think better than I do the like climactic black Panther mm. versus black Panther. Well, you know, the climax fight. of black Panther was not great. Yeah. I yeah, think those were, that, but, that didn't do it for me either. And while I, I really like the dad, I, I liked iron Mo- or Killmonger more. Tony! Tony! Killmonger. Right? You said, yeah, you said iron monger. Right? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. We just, no, we just really if you put an open eye stain reference in here, it's got to come out. They're out. in. Uh, it's funny, you know, and I know I I don't even know. This isn't me saying he's wrong. When Kevin said, "Oh, I you put I would have put it higher or whatever," I thought you meant higher up the list. I would go higher up the list for than than anybody. It sounds like so far. I think I'd honestly put this at number eight. I liked this movie that much that if you were to sit there and be like, "I want to rewatch Loki," I want to rewatch WandaVision, or if you want to like you go through, what do you want to rewatch right now? And I know right now is very much you know mm-hmm. currently you know thing. I just watched it last night, yada yada yada. I would still say over those, I put it below Guardians Volume Two above Loki. So just to clarify, I was saying that I thought you guys would put it higher. I was shocked that you guys were around gotcha. the same area that I was. Yeah, I mean, I, I really fucking love this movie, and a lot of these move- Marvel's just fantastic. I would actually put it at number 10. Uh, I think that this really kind of fired on all cylinders, and I'd put it above Avengers 1 underneath uh, WandaVision. Uh, so, yeah, let's do the, the voting. Who thinks it's better than Doctor Strange? Raise your hand. All of us, who thinks it's better than Black Panther? Oh, Making Kevin down. No, uh, Kevin's still up. Who thinks it's better than Far From Home? Everybody who thinks it's better than Iron Man 1, Nick's down. Who thinks it's better than Guardians 1, Andy is down. So that the means... Power Andy has in it. The, power, the power he wields in his fists. It's now number 12. Um, 
So that, there we go. In the top half of the MCU. Uh, love you guys so what much. Surprise. What a good surprise. What, what a surprise. surprise. What a good surprise. one. You know what I mean? I know. Good. Now, here's another thing I want to actually, I'm sorry, Andy, lean in. Just want to put this out there, all right? In the mm-hmm. live chat, Arturo182 says it's hard to compare a two hour movie with a five to six hour series. It is hard. But that's our job, Arturo, yeah. and we're happy to do it for you. Yeah. If you also said, man, that's hard to do those kind of things, ladies and gentlemen, you should go to Patreon because you owe us $10. $10, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna need, right I now. need everyone to, to lean in. Yeah. Okay. okay. See, thank you. Kev, Nick, everyone. Yeah. Secret time, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen Spy Kids. I know. We all knew it, we're, baby. We all knew we're it. We're well aware that you just like to be yeah, the contrarian worry. a lot of times. Don't that worry you about really, it. We all you think your personality is just getting to be the fly in the ointment. You know what I mean? We understand. We understand. Can I tell you something that I a, a shocking revelation for me as well? Nick, you don't need to always be involved. <laughs> I don't. You just begin, Nick. You just be the end. Get in the show. We get I don't, on Friday Tim, night. Hey, I don't hey, like that. Hey. Originally, it was me, Andy, and Greg leaning in, and then he just excluded me from that for the latter half of the show. <laughs> Have a marvelous day, huh? Have a marvelous day. Have a marvelous day.